That's alright. Tactical difficulty. We're gonna battle through it. That's alright, man. Rumble, young man, rumble. <laughs> we gonna pod through it. Potter's pod. Cause this says episode fifty. Yeah. Doggone it. Five oh. We made it to fifty, man. <laughs> Family Room Podcast, episode fifty. I'm Mike Ron. I wanna be like Mike. Stefan Ron. I'm Stefan, sweet thing. Jesse Williams. Jesse. Step away from the box. <laughs> like I said, man, it's episode fifty. We made it to fifty, man. We started off doing it in San Diego, bouncing back and forth from what North Park to Escondido and back and forth, alternating podcasts. And we do a handful at his house and do a handful at my house. Then we started having guests. Then we got a mixer. Then the audio got better. Then we added more cameras. We added lights. And we full on doing the podcast now, man. We full on podcasters at episode 50 now. Full ass podcaster. I'm happy to say I'm a podcaster, man. Facts. Two laptops in there. I mean, Mike working it, though. You know what I'm saying? We doing it. We doing it. We doing it, man. Episode 50, man. Before I forget, I said like two episodes ago, we was going to explain Jesse's drop. Uh, and I haven't done it. And so we're going to make sure we do it right now. You want to explain it or you want me to do it? You can. Go ahead. Now, nah, go ahead and explain it. Go ahead and explain, right, explain it. So, this was back in, what, 2005? Because I had been our junior year, right? Or seniors, 2005, 2006, whatever. Commercial comes out for Verizon. You know, they all in sitting around in a little meeting having their, you know, how they can up their brand or whatever. So, the dude's one of the uh, people in there. He's like, Jesse? And now, I'm in a whole nother room when the commercial's playing. I'm at the table minding my business. I, had my, I don't know what I was doing. He's at home and this commercial comes on. Yeah, I'm at his house. No, I was with, I was with y'all. Mm-hmm. I was at your spot. Mm-hmm. I thought okay. I'm I was, so I'm sitting I'm at the table at, okay. on Sandalwood and y'all's in the living room. Okay. And niggas had just been talking from the living room to That's me. Right. That's right. That's right. So I thought niggas was still talking. All of a sudden it's Jesse. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's That's up? Right. That's right. That's right. Then all of a sudden, two seconds later, step away from the box. And I was like, oh, y'all need to step away from the box. That just like that. I knew the commercial because, you know what I mean? People say your name in songs, mm-hmm. commercials. You're going to remember that shit. But at that time, I didn't remember, and I hadn't seen the commercial yeah. before. So that's why the drop makes sense, and that's because you know people probably be like, "Wait, he said he's gonna explain that, but what is that?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's an explanation behind all that. And it's dope because, and it's dope because it's we call it the Family Room Podcast, and all of our drops come from something like on TV that you mm-hmm. would like be watching in the family room you know what I'm saying mine is from mine is from bad boys Steph's is from uh, family matters and then Triz is is from the commercial he just explained so I mean I love it man I love the way all the drops worked out man like I said uh, I had to so people know I don't know if people understand but Jesse is officially a a co-host on the family room podcast I was uh, doing I was uh, podcasting with uh, Jesse and uh, not Jesse but uh, Dor and Gio and he was, he was like, man, you guys been having Jesse on a lot lately, huh? I was like, well, no, nah, he's on the podcast now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know if people understand that. But yeah. Je- Jesse is a part of the Family Room podcast now. Yes, yes, believe yeah. that, believe that. Not like Gilly, though. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just for those who stay, who stay watching, I ain't going to try to hit y'all to no 15% later. <laughs> Episode 50, holla. <laughs> And look, man, if the checks start coming, look, we got to bust them down right. I need 50. It ain't going to be no argument over that. They're like, bro, it's going to be a discussion. Business, Gilly. Business, Gilly. So let's move on. So how y'all been doing, man? I seen the, uh, I seen the North County boys hit the gun range yesterday. Oh, I knew. Uh-huh. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, these motherfuckers are going to call us the North County Already. boys. 
Because we was out here. We was North out here County boys North hit the gun range last yeah, we, night. Well, we talked about it. We talked about it after we after we got done potting last week. Because I want to buy a gun. Jesse's been a gun owner for years now. Um, but I want to buy my first gun. So after the pod last week, I was like, let's Wednesday. Let's go shoot. I wanted to rent something. He just bought a new gun. He wanted to let it go. And I wanted to see, like, what I, one, what I can handle and what I should be buying for my first one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's just my belief that every minority person out here, we need to get armed, yo. It's getting Millie out here. They're running in our houses, shooting us. We, like, we have to do what we have to do at this point. But I, I need to educate myself so Jesse helped me with my education I don't feel like I did bad yesterday neither. not at all for his first time <laughs> stance was good the first time out the gate I mean at the same time we're athletes so I broke it down and then getting your athletically stance, and that helped you know what I mean because then you're going to know how to set your feet and I, somebody else was came in there was training also and I showed Steph the difference this lady was standing there with her feet together she ain't hitting the target you see what stall, I'm saying yeah. she over here and this dude who's training her is a big burly nigga who don't have to have his feet like that because he's not. Yeah, he good. He's absorbing the impact. Yeah, he but you training, one hand. Yeah, you yeah. training a 50-year-old lady, fam. Standing with her feet close together. She's somebody coming there. She got to pull that thing. She about to break her nose. Mm. She looked she look crazy when you first pointed that out to mm-hmm. me. I was like, yo. Feet straight together. Like, nah, that, that's not cool. Technique yeah. and training fundamentals is everything. Yeah. Shit, I was thinking last night though. I was like, man, I might want to start with a forty because your shit is smooth. butter. Smooth, but it was easier to shoot than the nine I had. Yeah, but I also, also like, like I said, the money you spend is gonna get you the nice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I spent the nice. Yeah, these are a piece of chains on the thing. Yeah, it was about that. It was about that time. <laughs> so other than that, man, other than the gun range, what y'all been up to, man? Um, shit, same old for me. Yeah, same old work week. Well, no, I can't say that between. Last pod and this pod, I celebrated my two-year wedding anniversary. So, I did that. Um, me and wifey went out to dinner. Now, they had a socially distanced... I think we talked about that last pod. Oh, we did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. My anniversary was last weekend. So, so I did. So we did talk about the prior walk coming to. Yeah. Um, shit, besides that... Shit, the gun race was a highlight of my week. You yeah, <laughs> was, was, was telling me how, uh, how how you said a wifey want to want to tighten the reins a little bit. Oh, I got yeah. a little loose with the COVID yeah. rules. She want to tighten well, it back up. With everything opening back up, we felt like like we've been going to restaurants and like all of that. You know what I mean? It's like and like with the spike and everything. At first, we're like a spike is normal. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's going back outside. Spike is normal. When they said like, hold on, it kept rising. It was like, all right, maybe we need to pull the reins back. Like. We did it in stages, even ourselves. After they told us we can go outside, we're like, we're only going to go see family. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to be out in stores. We're still going to shop the same. We're not going to go to restaurants. And then since everything been opening up, we've been loosely going back to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost went, like, my gym opened up last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I'm trying to get back in the gym. And I was like, let me wait. Let me wait a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the spike and everything, she want to sew it back up. Like, let's just only do family. If we keep, if just keep on spiking, then we go to lock it all the way back down. But I feel it. That's, I mean, that's reality, I think, for everybody right now. Like, COVID is still out here, and it plays a serious factor in what you got to, how you can move daily. Your coming and going has changed. My, mine has. My coming and going has changed a lot. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not everybody. Some people act like this shit ain't real. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. when I went and protested at the beach, bro, they was. I couldn't believe how many people was on that beach, and they was laying out on the beach. They was, I mean, we was in a, we was in a, uh, like I said, La Jolla. You ain't gonna tell them people out there what to do. 
they gonna do what they wanna do. They feel oh, like they got sure. the money to do what they wanna do. Oh, yeah. But that beach was packed. Like there wasn't nowhere to walk on that sand dog. Yeah. That's why I was like, whoa, this is COVID season out here, bro. You gonna get tested since you was there? I have not. So I know this dude who I need to do the drive through test. Shit. So let me tell the story. So I know a dude who who was about to get a no call, no show from work. So he used the COVID as an excuse. Family, I'm not taking that L. So you per- you know you ain't got the COVID nor no symptoms, but you instead of you know what I mean being responsible, you said I'm gonna take the COVID and then have to go shove that shit up your nose to your brain and missing work for four days, six days. <laughs> Fam. Enough them telling no me I gotta no, stick that. His shit, his job might be like one no call, no show. You get a mark. Next, in, next infraction, you gone. I'm feel it. <laughs> he said I gotta do it. I gotta I, do it. keep my job. I feel it. I, I, hmm. the risk of or the, the them having to stick that shit up my nose is not worth it to me. <laughs> I feel it. Then you, you, it wasn't worth it to you. You would have got your ass up for work. <laughs> that's the fact that's a fact if you knew that was like your in your back pocket you was gonna use the COVID no matter what nah. and you decide to use it on you didn't get up on time so oh you, you bugging yeah. fam yeah, you nah. bugging fam oh speaking of on time so I'm at work and I work the night shift I work mm. 10 to 6 dog <laughs> I work 10 to 6 the real graveyard <laughs> um so the there's a girl that relieves me and she's been late Every mm-hmm. single day except one. She got there right at six. And she was like, oh my gosh, I made it on time today. And she was like, I just feel so tired when I'm here this early. What? So I asked her, because she's, she's, been, she's been, one time she was an hour and a half late. Oh, wow. Hell no. Another time she was 40 minutes late. So I asked her, I said, yo, are you telling me that when you're late, it's because you're it's too sh- early for you? And she's like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, that's what you just said. That's what you just said. I was like, Excuse every me. single time you're a minute late, understand that I'm not waiting 15 minutes before I call dispatch and tell them that you're not here. For sure. Because they give them a little five-minute window, and I'll just be trying to be a good coworker. You know what I mean? Just yeah. keep it cool with everybody. I give them 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not tripping. I'm going to clock an extra 15. It's overtime, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not I put really. my eight in. You know what I mean? But... Oh, uh, you doing it like that? Oh no, she's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, you know, I just, I have like sometimes I come, I come from another job. Get out of here. What you work? You work at a graveyard somewhere else? Stop that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. didn't. So you do a you double every day. Yeah, you didn't go home. And you go do sleep. a double every day. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. So, what's <laughs> up with you, Mike? Though? How was your <laughs> yeah, week? How you do it? Because I could go. Hmm? How was your week, fam? Oh, it chill. It was chill. It was chill. Celebrated my uh. Fourth Father's Day. Mm-hmm. First Father's Day with two kids. It was cool. Just chilled at the crib. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Just hung out at the crib with the kids. Had a mom made dinner for me and Pop. Came, came, came over, you know, yeah. Yeah, but it was chill, man. Uh uh secured my, my, my first uh day for my radio show, so that's gonna be this Saturday. Nice. Secured that, grabbing like little art pieces that's gonna be a part of my set. Um. Oh, speaking of Father's Day, we had our first uh, fatherhood podcast. It's called a Dad Pod, like a Dad Bod, mm-hmm. a Dad Pod. It's gonna be every uh, every Tuesday on Spotify and then every Wednesday on YouTube. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, okay. man, that, yeah, that's huge. Me, me door, me door and Gio, my man Door yeah. Tut, um, and uh, Gio Ruiz. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That first episode Dora, was a lot of fun. Door and Gio is cool, the motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. G always been cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But uh So yeah man. That's what my week looked like, man. Just been doing a lot of editing, man. That's what I'm saying. Like with all of this, like I guess I didn't really take that part into account. Like with all like me me myself being on two podcasts that come out audio and video and then trying to have a radio show that also comes out audio and video and me doing the editing for all three shows i didn't really i just knew i wanted to do it i didn't think about like how much time i was going to spend in front of the laptop i'm up for it though i'm up for it though it's gonna be fun it's gonna be real interesting when uh when high school season starts back up like with, i mean kusi is only friday night so that's gonna be chill like friday and like Late in the Friday night, like into like Saturday morning, but like basketball season, football's more regimented. Everybody yeah. play on Friday or yeah. Saturday. Yeah, basketball, that motherfucker yeah. play every day, all day. Like. Basketball season is gonna be interesting. Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays for basketball pre yeah. preseason tournament oh, time. Pre this over. podcast, I didn't even think about that. So I'm just now thinking about all this out loud right now. This podcast will be fine if we keep the time at this time, like Thursday, you know, Thursday during the day. But like the other one, we plan to we plan to shoot or we plan to record uh, Monday evenings. So that that's gonna be hard once basketball get back yeah. started. Yeah, and that's gonna be real hard. We might have yeah. to move that to weekends. I just thought about that. Yeah, I'll do my radio show on the weekend. So yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be real interesting, but I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it you out. Booked and busy is what you're saying. You booked and busy. Yeah, man. We gonna get Jesse podcast going pretty soon. That's gonna have me even more busy. Mm-hmm. I'm but I'm up for it, man. I'm up for it, man. I mean, ultimately, you're doing what you love to do. Right? Exactly. Passion. Exactly. And it was my plan to. I wanted to I wanted to have new content coming out almost every day. I, um, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm almost to that point. Like with the the way I chop up all like the, the Instagram videos for the podcast, like that's a way to make content every day, but I was thinking like from, from different platforms. Mm-hmm. So now like I got I two gonna, podcasts and a radio show, like I'm on my way to you know what I'm saying? And then like I said, once football come back then my football content will be out, you know what I'm saying? So I have this I'm almost there, man. For you. Okay. I was talking about this with wifey because you do either on-camera talent or you're managing pretty much all of these podcasts and different platforms, you should just create a network and then all of it come out on there. And like the separate ones, they'll go to their content, but all of it's under the Michael Flicks network. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. I was actually... But I'm saying like you could set up on like your YouTube like that where it's not just Flicks or just for... It's the network and it'll be like, like a station. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like... I kind of see like that's kind of like what Joe Budden's doing. He got a whole bunch of shit, but it's under the yeah, Joe sir, Budden. You know, yeah, that's what I'm the saying? plan. And I was actually telling Jesse about that. If you go, if you go to my YouTube, and I hope everybody does, I'm up to like 34 subscribers now, which is pretty dope. Which is pretty dope for me. Um, if you go, like you'll see, like there's different playlists. Like one's Family Room podcast, yeah. one's Link Up with Michael Flicks. One, you know, what I'm saying I do got different playlists, but I just need to. But you know I mean, what I'm saying like, the only one that really gets updated is the Family Room yeah. podcast. One but what I was saying to wifey, like I was saying, like how you have your YouTube page, having an Instagram page like that. Because I think people like YouTube people go to watch stuff and they comment and then they're off. People live on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now like how how like you like push your content. Now if it's now everything you create, you can send it all to this one place and everybody can follow your network. So you you're saying I mean? don't even put content on Instagram is what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying make an Instagram page for the Michael Flitz network. So people can re- like because people see all these different platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, "Oh, that's dope," or "Oh, that's dope," or "I like this," or "I like that." Whether they like one or they like, they don't like another, or whatever. But they're seeing it mm-hmm. right now, putting it all on one place, and saying, "Okay, this is this dude's network. He's actually in charge of all of this." It kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's a like idea. a like a branding thing. That's a good it's idea. A branding thing. That's a really really good idea. Yeah, 
I'll be able to really customize the Instagram with the highlights and everything. That'll make everything mm-hmm. real dope. And then it'll be really a bunch idea. of different, a bunch of different content. It won't be like like they like the family room, but they don't watch what like the sports shit. They don't give a fuck about that. But they know this is the same dude who's creating all this. Like okay, he out here. Speaking of that, the girl that made the um, matter of fact, let me pull up her Instagram right now. The girl that made that the um, like the little. The piece of content that was like mad different from anything we ever put out on the family room page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl that made that. The cartoon? She, yeah. She, um, she said our, she made us a link tree, bro. So now mm-hmm. like when you, when you go to hit the link in our bio, like everything's just right there like that. Oh, that's uh, dope. That's good. Yeah. So however you, whatever app you got on your phone, you just click it. If you want to watch the video, boom, it's just right there. What is that on? Linktree.com. No, that, and that's on the fa- it's on, uh, Instagram. It's in our bio, you yeah. just hit the link. Is <laughs> it there? We go. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Speaking of, bro, I was thinking, and y'all know me. I'm the. This is you pulling up your phone and then touching it a couple times made me think of this. Um, I don't know, cause I'm big on having a current phone. I just don't. I don't want to deal with not having one. Mm-hmm. Right. But the prices on these phones, bro, I can't justify it no more, bro. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. I can't justify it no more. It's ridiculous. It's a motherfucking down payment on something more significant than a phone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Family, family, I'm not giving you guys $1,200. For a phone? I'm not doing that. That's how much oh, phones are Oh, you can bust now? it down, huh? That's how much phones are? Nigga, like, the, one what? I, the new one, like, if I upgrade from where I'm at, yeah, that joint right there. That's twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollar phone? Yeah. Big bank tech, low bank. <laughs> and they talk about you could pay thirty dollars a month and call it for the rest of my life. Like, what are you talking about? Because by the time I pay this bitch off, I'm about to get the next one. For real. And then I'm a, you know what I'm saying? That's why they do it. No, no, that's yeah, that's exactly why they do it. But that's but weak. wifey that's need a new phone. phone. Like, I'm good. Like, I I have an S10. I'm good. Yeah. But wifey need a new phone, and I'm like. I'm bust down twelve hundred for this. All right. So before we get into <laughs> these topics, since we're at episode fifty, like I feel like we've created a pretty good habit, and especially over the last like few weeks since we've been doing the pod here, we've been pretty consistent. And it takes like what twenty one times to make something like a, a like a full on habit. Yeah. What was it twenty one? I think that's the the rule or whatever. Is there any habits that you guys have created like recently, or like that you created a, a long time ago that you stay consistent with? Yeah, stretching when I wake up in the morning. Stretching. I got away from it. My body's feeling mad different, but I'm an early bird. Every morning I go in the living room. Ain't nobody else in the house up. I go in the living room. I stretch. And then I usually jump on the sticks because I work at night. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to stretch for I'm sitting down for three hours right now. But, yeah, waking up and stretching. And drinking, and drinking water. I almost only drink water. Except for when I drink liquor. <laughs> How about you, Trace? Um, like, nah. And that's actually my downfall. That's something that my wife tries to get me to change all the time. Like breaking habits or creating habits? Creating Creating more structure, like my day-to-day schedule. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like, I feel like so much stuff happens to me that when I create a plan, it never goes through. Like, if I went back, oh, I'm going to do this today, this today, this today, something's going to happen to where I'm and not like, going to be I get a flat tire. Some yeah, shit. something yeah, stupid. Or I get a call, I got to go here, make a trip to Riverside, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's crazy with me, bro, during the quarantine, you guys, Derek, like, I had a I had a great routine, bros. 
Made sure I ate breakfast, like almost two breakfasts, whole bunch of push-ups, hang out with Baron, take him for a walk, come back, put him down for a nap, get him up, give him lunch, work out again. Like I had a good, you know what I'm saying? Ever since the, like, the, we, it's, we've kind of like been able to go outside a little bit more and things have started mm-hmm. to open back up, I ain't been in my routine at all. I don't be working out no more. I don't eat as much as I was. I got him. I done broke the little routine that I had going, and it was a for for a good month, for a good month and a half maybe. Yeah, I was going strong. I was going real strong. You want some? Yeah. yeah. That's. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I got one of those because I started going to the gym since the quarantine. So yeah. Yeah. I I think that I think that having a certain amount of structure is yeah, good. It's for sure. Necessary. Like in my, I try to structure my days, and then I try to, if this makes sense, I try to leave time for random. For random shit mm-hmm. Like I don't try to structure Every hour of my day You know what I'm saying Like I'm like Okay I wanna be up Appreciate it mm-hmm. I wanna be up I wanna be up by this time I know I gotta stretch And then If I and Like okay let me I'm gonna sit down And in the next two hours I'm only doing my like Coaching shit I'm getting our schedule together I'm contacting the girls And parents and all of this Doing everything I gotta do for that And then I go Okay after that I'm gonna do Whatever it is I gotta run to the store Then when I get home I'm not about to do nothing for two hours. Whatever happens, happens. I might hit the homie. I might go chill at Kevin's house. I might, you know what I'm saying? I might go go for a run or I might, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is, but I don't have anything for that. But it's like that two hours and then, okay, then I'm going to do this. Me and wifey going to do this after, you know what I mean? Like, I like structure, but in, within that, I try to give myself time where I don't have to do shit. Like, I structure my 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 downtime. I structure my alone time. You schedule free play. Yeah. Well, and I, I structure like my my... My alone time, like my me time. That's why I tell my wife, like, yo, like, I'm not doing that right now. This is my me time. And she know, like, leave me alone. I need that. You know what I'm saying? So, structure for me, I guess, is hell of it. <laughs> I think I do better the more structured I am. I would say most people do. Yeah. Most people do. Regimented, mm-hmm. I, I call it. I've actually talked to a few people that have been locked up, and they said that was actually, like, the best thing, like, for them. They, like, it created structure. It was like that. It was, wasn't more so rehabilitated with what jail or prison is supposed to do but it more so gave them structure that they never had so now that they're out they like all right i'm waking up i'm doing this i'm going for a jog i'm going to work like it gives them a structure they don't, they don't, like and they stick to their structure to stay out of trouble you know what i'm saying and i think the build habit structure is good i think once you get like 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 i said i'm super regimented i don't think everybody should be like me you know what i mean like I woke up late today, and you saw how it was when you got in the car. Like it was, I wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? I was like, my bad, man. Like I'm motherfucking, like you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't that far behind schedule, but I was like, bruh, like nah, because I know everything else got kicked back a little bit, and that's that's the only thing I don't like about being regimented. When something gets fucked, it fuck my whole day. I'll be hot. Nigga. I feel him. Don't y'all remember don't y'all remember that time when y'all was a kid, man? When the grown ups doing whatever, you gotta be quiet. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. Because yeah. you could do it, you could do it for ten minutes. But once you get in your groove and you back to doing your thing, you think you can quiet and you start and see, going like we, this, then you like, oh shit. And, and like, we learn oh. and we learn to do it at church. Yeah. So I, that, that's what I'm saying. I always like tell people like you get good at stuff like that. Like, of course, like, you a little kid, you be saying stuff that you ain't supposed to say when girl I'm saying around. You be cussing or whatever. 
when you've been in church your whole life, it's it's you it's easy to just switch that kind of stuff on and off. Okay. When you in church and you gotta be dumb quiet, but your brother just told the funniest joke you ever heard in your life and you gotta hold it in and chuckle so and hold it in so hard to give you a headache, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you get you get used to that kind of stuff when you in church. Because, because that's what I used to feel like Steph would do that stuff on purpose. Look, Trying to get you in trouble. And, yeah. Loki, and that's when it was like <laughs> yo, they were playing for kids. Mom and dad was not playing about that. Mm-hmm. Over here over <clears throat> In church, no way. Especially if that if that heard it from the pulpit. Oh yeah, that'll get oh, your head knocked yeah. off. <laughs> get your head knocked off. You're definitely gonna get whooped at home. You're definitely gonna get whooped at home. That was part of the reason why I started playing the drums. One of it was because it was like I'm not. I don't want to just sit here. It's kind of boring. But it was like also like I want to have fun and I can go have fun up there. It's not the same kind of fun, but I can go have fun up there and that looks pretty cool. I didn't even yeah. go up there to learn how to play. I was just like, I don't want to have to sit right here. And so yeah. I went up there. I was like, oh, the dude was like, you want to try? I'm like, I bet. Started playing the drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> talent. Yeah. But kids got kids got it tough, man. Because he was he was rocking when he came out here and we was talking to him, he was doing his thing. Yeah. He was like, sew that up. He like, oh shit. Like yeah, I mean, tone that, down your fun is pretty much what the adults tell you to no, do. Tone down hard, your fun. That's what they use. Hey, Triz has one of the best saves of all time. Mm. So right. I mean, he, you know, everybody go to church a little bit here and there, but it's different when you in church all the time, right? And so, like, Triz, and this is, like, one of the first, I think it might have been the very first time you came to church with us. Mm-hmm. We were in Sunday school. I remember Sister Baylor was teaching. And something happened in the Bible. Some, something happened in the story. And I, I don't remember at all what the story was. And you was, like, something about, like, you, you didn't want to do or you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. He was, like, man, if that was me, I'd be, like, fuck, get you. <laughs> <laughs> and when you did it, bro, I was, like, oh. And then he caught it and I was like bro that was the save of a lifetime bro cause your eyes got big real quick and then you fixed it I was like bro what he said I'd be like fuck get you hey, hey, oh, and that it, was a professional how, save bro safe at when, home that's how you know people think before they speak mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You should be able to catch your words before you finish <laughs> them. Like, mm-hmm. like man, man I'll never awesome. forget that. I remember that. Yeah. Mr. Baylor yeah. looked at me he's like, I did not remember that too. You said, that's classic, mm-hmm. bro. That's classic. Man. And I said it slow. Like, I was like, man, fuck. It wasn't even that fast, though. That's why wow. it was such a good save. Exactly how I, fuck, get you. That's yeah. exactly how you said it. I was like, wow, this he's good. This guy's good. When, I, uh, I, it would have just slipped out. It was for me. When, um, when I was like, <laughs> She was like, uh, Jesse, who woke you up this morning? I was like, my alarm clock. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is this a trick question? Like, I woke up on my like. That's the one thing. That's the one thing that. Um, that, funny. that back back in the day. That's the one thing that I'll say about you is that anybody that stayed the night at our house on a Saturday night, you were going to church with us Sunday morning because mm-hmm. we were sure going to be in church. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our friends, they would do it a couple times and was like, all right, no, no, man, they're serious about this. Mike and Steph is cool, bro, but I'm not I'm not down with that. This dude, Triz, would, every, this dude would come over, like, mm-hmm. wouldn't even stay on a, on a Friday, but would make sure he came over on a Saturday, like, now nah, I'm going to church. I remember you telling your dad on the phone one time in eighth grade, he was like, nah, I, dad, I go to church every week. Every week. And I was like, oh, he's doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not just accidentally yeah. spending the night like yeah. some of the homies yeah. doing, be like, dang, I got to go to church with y'all now. <laughs> I stopped going to church with my mom. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't understand. I was like, well, I really don't believe in the church that you go to. Mm-hmm. I understand that this, these people make more sense to my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you're trying to make me go to church here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, you know what I mean? So, once she got over that hurdle, I was like, man. It's a personal decision. I feel it. I'm in church. <laughs> I'm in church. I'm in church. Man. I remember that. I remember that. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
We're going Duh. down going down memory lane on the fiftieth. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, for That's sure. cool. That's cool. Let them fly. Let them fly. Y'all want to go ahead and get into the first one, get some of the tough stuff out the way? Yeah, yeah let's go. Sure. So, uh, well, I guess, I mean, it's, it's still tough because it was uh, one of our brothers taking from us, Ahmad Arbery, but the three uh, the three dudes, they got convicted. Nine different counts. Um, I think they just got indicted, Travis, right? They huh? got convicted? Convicted. Yeah, or indicted? Indicted. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Travis uh, McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan, each indicted by a grand so jury for the murder of Ahmad Arbery. Each defendant is facing one count of malice murder, four counts of felony murder, two counts of aggravated assault, one count of false imprisonment, and one count of criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. They, they going down, fam. That's a lot. Well, they're indicted. Now we need, we need our conviction. We need our justice. We're not done yet. I feel it, but that's no. I feel you. No, I feel you. I feel you. That is something to bring up and to highlight. Man, and what the other thing and we, that is and we, we gotta it. know what the max sentences for these crimes are. Because when they put the uh like the first degree this and they trying to downplay it, they're not giving them the fullest extent of their crime. Yeah. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not giving the like that one dude who got charged what I think was first degree murder. I think the uh, I forgot it was, was no, that's it? what you would want to get. That's what you would want somebody to get his first degree. Okay, well they gave him pre no, this one uh, are you talking about when they were? When, I forgot when, which incident. Before, was. when um, was it Brianna? No, it wasn't Brianna Taylor. Was it George Floyd? Yeah, it was George Floyd. It was third degree murder. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah upgraded to second. Degree. Yeah, moved, got moved up to second. Oh, okay, I don't yeah, know. That and not, up, and yeah. I'm with you on that there's because he would have been out at 15. There, yeah, there's a difference there. Yeah, yeah, and we're not playing around. You know what I'm saying? Get we out don't of good we behavior. Don't, out seven. Yeah, we don't want no bullshit. We want him convicted of the crime he committed. You know what I'm saying? That was premeditated. Yeah, but I. That is a good thing. To step in the right direction. It lets... Because the Breonna Taylor people still out here walking free. Yeah. So that is a step in the right direction, but we need to keep... We need to we get her all, name. We, we need to keep saying her name and, and get that get that back in the front like yeah. it used to be. And that's... um. People can't forget about that. She was sleeping in her house and they came in and killed her. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I think... um I started doing this thing. I got it from this girl on Twitter and just... um Every day before she do her little good morning tweets or whatever, she just hashtags... Alton Sterling, all of these people's names. And then she, like, her last tweet is like, just so y'all don't forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I would, I'm going to do that every day. I would do Breanne it every been going day. Hard. Yeah. I, th- I seen Brianne posting one thing she was at. I think it was her. It was like, let me tell you why I'm voting for Trump. I was like, what? It was in her story. And I clicked on it and swiped. She's like, now that I have your attention, <laughs> the murders of Brianna Taylor are still walking free. We need to get back to work. I was like, oh, that was smooth. Mm-hmm. That was smooth. Yeah. Um, I've been, bro. You know what? I've been, I've been proud of the younger generation, regardless of race and all of that. Mm-hmm. They have been going hard, bro. Like mm-hmm. some of my ex players that are now in college and stuff like that, like black, white, Hispanic, um, Islanders, like all of these kids, bro. Like they're on it, like they're one of us, bro. Like. Like, one of my players hit me up. I posted something. She was like, Coach, like, before meeting somebody like you, I knew this stuff, like, happened. But I didn't realize how often this was happening, all of this stuff. And she was like, this is just something I can't stand for. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I applaud you. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, hell of these kids get it. And these, it's like, <laughs> it's hella older people out here just like. And choosing not to get it. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like. 
Or they get it or just pretending well, and, not to well, and choosing I, to and ignore. And I think it's something like these kids have grown up with more in their hands. They get to see people, more more people from other places yeah. and have a different interaction sure. with them. And but then they, also, their and socializing is way different. They don't, even some of them that have parents that are racist or prejudiced, they don't even understand how you could get like that. Yeah, because, uh, and then when you look at just pop culture now, like hip hop. Yeah. It's pop culture now, like basketball, like and hip hop has always been integrated with basketball. And then you got like LeBron James and Steph Curry and all these people that, as a kid, black, white, or whatever, as a hooper, as just a person that is into pop culture, you grow up idolizing these yeah. people. Or you're a white you, basketball player. Who's your favorite player? Right. Mm. And you don't. And you don't. You Cold don't. You don't have those types like. of. You don't have those types of conversations with your parents. A lot of kids don't. You know what I'm saying? We we know our parents' beliefs because it was something that was like, we're in church every Sunday. They're in Bible study every Wednesday. We're at Sunshine Band rehearsal. So it's like, we, we clearly see, you know what I'm saying, the things that you're into. And then and then us just being nosy kids to be sitting in there when they're talking about politics or whatever. But not every kid is privy to those kind of conversations or even have those and kind of conversations with their kids. With us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just like I feel like a lot of black parents are, because you have to be. Our parents were very transparent with us, like shit that was going on. You know what I'm black saying? Black parents, I don't. I feel like black parents don't really have a choice. No, no, they you got. Don't. They got to be transparent with their kids. You got to tell them it, as to. soon as as soon as they can understand what it is, so they can. It ain't a fear thing. It's an understanding. An understanding. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's a damn shame that it's like that. But I was telling um, I was telling um, I it was actually a dude in a store. He was talking about some Black Lives Matter stuff. I was like, Do you realize that like my mother worries about every single one of her sons and every single one of their friends because she doesn't see us every second of the day. My mom will call me and say, just want to make sure you're still breathing. I was like, your mom's never called you and said that or felt like she had to. My mom does that out of a, she feels a need to do that. You see the black senator? Mm -mm. She was like on a panel. I'm not sure how recent it was, but she was, I think it was in Arkansas. And she was um, up on the panel, and I think they were talking about, like, open carry laws and, like, stand your ground laws and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how, like, those laws are pretty much in place to defend white people. She was like, now, I'm the only person of color on this panel. She was like, and I worry about my son just like y'all worry about y'all's kid. You know what I'm saying? And she was, she was going hard, and the dude was like, dude was like uh, you're out of line. She was like, so what? What are you going to do? Shoot me? He's like, you need to go be out of line so somewhere else. She was like, no, I don't. I'm an elected official just like you. I got the right to be here. And I'm upset. They was trying to cut her off. I can cut the conversation short about that. She was like, this needs more time. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and I actually like read up and followed up on it after she gave that passionate rant and then stormed out like that. Like somebody had to like go. Like she was like out and like really upset, like crying. Yeah. Somebody had to go and console her. And after that, they ended up did letting the NAACP speak, and they actually voted down the staying your ground law in Arkansas, or whatever town that she that she was in. Yeah. Well, shit, I Good. need to find her name and, and shout her out. Actually, it seems it seems like that we're being heard and actions being taken place in places that it's never happened before, or that it's rarely happened before. It seems like people are losing their jobs right now for saying all lives matter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's never happened before. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just, this This one girl said, I don't know why everybody's saying, make racists scared again. I'm glad y'all are out here, and a lot of y'all are having to pay for y'all racist views. She said, I love seeing you motherfuckers lose y'all jobs. I love seeing you motherfuckers dragged and canceled on Twitter and shit like that. I love that shit. She's like, so go ahead, keep on being racist. We uh, y'all days coming to an end. That was her stance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of racism, 
Let's get into the whole uh, Bubba Wallace situation. Mm-hmm. So Bubba Wallace, the only uh, black NASCAR driver, or the only black driver in NASCAR. Um, so in the, in the midst of everything going on, he he went to work and saw what he thought was a noose in his garage. A noose like a noose like rope in his garage. And so like there's this big like march down the down the speedway or down the little thing or whatever. If you turn on Sports Center, they might even still be running it. But all the drivers came out there and supported him and walked with him. And he took his mask off. Like, you know, plus I had a COVID mask on. I said, I'm sorry I don't have my mask on, but I just want to show whoever put that there that you're not going to take away my smile. I'm not afraid. And this, that, and the third. And then after the NASCAR, uh, NASCAR's investigation, they found out that, you know, it. I guess it wasn't a noose. And there was, like, no, like, racist intent. And I guess, like, it just happened to, it just happened to look like that. They called the FBI to investigate. Um before the FBI got done with their investigation, ahead of the NASCAR even calling them, they came out and said that a hate crime was committed. Mm. Um, which I think is the right move. I think when you got something that looks like that, I'm, I applaud NASCAR for backing their, but for backing their driver and siding with him. Like, if it looks like a noose, if it ended up not being a noose, I'd rather be on the right side of that than not. You know. But I'll ask you: Do you think? I mean, it looked like what it looked like. The sports center shots they give you, where they put the little circle around it and highlight it, mm-hmm. it's far off. If you're not in, I'm sure it may look more like a noose when you see it. It looks kind of like a noose on TV. And I'm sure it may even look more like a noose in person. But I'll ask you: If everything wasn't going on the way it's going on in this country right now, do you think they would have still thought that was a noose? Yeah, yeah. Um, without all the Confederate flag stuff, without all the marches and the George well, no, Floyd no, no, and everything. Well, and that's and that's why. But that's what I'm saying. Without all of that going no, no, on, it feels just like how it felt in the early 2000s. Without everybody George thought Floyd, everything was peachy Without George King. Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, yes, it would have still he would have still been taking it that way because he still would have been the only, only black, black man uh-huh. in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. They wave Confederate flags at every event, and we know this is a this is a sport that is known to. House a lot of races just because of yeah. where it's you know located, where it's predominantly at, where it's pop, most popular at. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and mind you, this happened on the heels of NASCAR banning Confederate flags yes. at their events. Yes. So you got everything going on in the country. NASCAR bans Confederate flags, and then he thinks he sees a noose in his garage. Yeah. And um, that's what I meant about erase all of that. Do you think it's still? Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Is I don't think so. I think it's an interesting question I, to ask. I don't think it's. I don't think it's making mainstream. He probably will report it to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's making mainstream. Man. Nah, I don't. Think so. Because of who could potentially have put that there. And I'm <laughs> saying I don't think I don't. And I think it got out like that because he had already took those other steps. What do you mean? Those the steps that or the thing him petitioning to get the Confederate flags out of I NASCAR. Think, I think without everything going on right now, I think NASCAR takes their time at pushing at letting the press and the whole world know about this yeah i think i think they go ahead and let an investigation go through and then they talk about it and then i think bubba wallace comes out and he's like hey man the fbi did their thing and whatever but i think that's the news like i i just i just see it playing out slightly differently if things weren't so tense right now um or i'm sorry i could easily imagine that it would go differently if things weren't so tense. Right I just now. I just look at it and say that to me the difference in what NASCAR response has to be is based on 
how how seriously Bubba Bubba Wallace is taking that. By the way, I think NASCAR did everything right. Just for the record, I think think NASCAR did everything. I think that Bubba Wallace takes that no matter what the climate is. Exactly how he took that. Like, you've been the only black person in a situation that it wasn't exactly comfortable. He works in that every single day. That's why I said I think his stand still is like they did their thing, but I think that's a noose. I'm not changing how he feels. I'm saying, do you think NASCAR and and the whole press, do you think it would have been blown up the way it was? And do you think it would have played out the same way? But I mean, you answered it, though. You answered it. Yeah. I I think he's just going to be balling to that level. He's going to have to say something. He's going to have to be loud about it. And it's going to, for better or worse, force NASCAR's hand. Speaking of perceived racism, see your boy Lil Wayne say uh, he doesn't know what racism is. He said this before. I think that was it. The old clip. I think his. Re- I think he just like retold the story because it, uh, it looked recent. It looked it looked like a recent because you know he been doing his little podcast thing, okay. and it looked like it wasn't on his his podcast, but it looked like a recent. Oh, video. it wasn't him and Skip. No. Okay. No, no, no. The last no, no. time it was him talking to Skip. Yeah. Oh no, 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 this one no, he wasn't talking to Skip. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he just retold the story about how um he found his mom's gun when he was like mm-hmm. six or seven, shot himself in the chest, and when the police showed up, all the black officers that he his quote blacker than him jumped and stepped over his body to look for the guns and the drugs, and it was the white officer that stopped everybody and was like, "Yo, y'all don't see this little kid on the ground?" And he took him to the hospital and made sure he got worked on and stayed there to make sure he was okay. And he said because of that, he doesn't know what racism is. Thoughts. Little one is ignorant. He's ignorant, or that's an ignorant statement. He's ignorant. He's ignorant. No, he's not ignorant. He knows what he's saying. Yeah, it's an ignorant statement. Ignor- no, ignorance would be he doesn't know. He knows. So, so you don't think there's ra- you don't know what racism is, because on that occasion you don't feel like you experienced it. Pam was like 11, 7 years old or something. No, but to say he doesn't know what racism is as a grown black man. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dog. And he went to jail. Well, he didn't go to jail, but... Shut the fuck up, dog. Oh, yeah, he was, in, he was at Rikers. Yeah. In General Pop. Have you ever it's been pulled over for no reason? Have you ever been... This tour bus has been pulled over for no reason. Have you, ever been, have you ever been um, denied anything in the music industry that you feel like a white star would have gotten? Do you know anybody who's had any kind Bro, of racism? If I'm not mistaken, I was telling Get Wifey. Here, if I'm not Wayne. mistaken, I remember there being videos of Wayne being on stage or in an interview or something, telling somebody, talking about how somebody, some racist, somebody or something or other backstage was hating on him because he's a black man with money and this, that, and the third, and just hating that he got a sold out show or something like that. And I'm like, you've spoken about people being racist against you before. And like, bro, you can't you can't do that. Like that exact thinking is part of the problem. Like people have a problem with one black person or one white person or one Mexican person or one Asian person. And then they assume that they just group all Asians or all Mexicans or all blacks or they just group that whole group with, because of that one person's actions. Just because one Asian knows karate doesn't mean the other one does too, bro. Like you, you can't you can't do that. Just because one one black dude beat you up walking home from school doesn't mean every black dude you see is gonna beat you up. You can't do that. And so little Wayne can't then turn around and say, Because this one white man saved his life when he was seven, albeit he saved his life. I'm not demeaning that. But because this one white man saved his life, there's no such thing as racism. And come on, and, fam. And you ever heard of this thing called systemic racism? It's kind of this system 
Don't play. All right, Little Wayne's done. He's told this story a million times though. Since it, like, but Little Wayne has a history of um, substances and all that. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to shoot him some bell on that. Maybe he wasn't in his right mind. But Little Wayne, shut your mouth. We're out here fighting a very important fight right now, and that kind of shit hurts us. Shut up. You don't know anybody that's faced racism. Oh, you don't know what it is. That's funny. Shit, he might be one of the people working for the other side. Like, come on, dog. Come on, dog. Shut yeah. up. Sooner or later, people will show you exactly who they are, man. You'd be like, man, I, I was a fan. I was a big fan of this dude, man. Man, I had an iPod full of Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was a Lil Wayne. Yeah, you was probably one of the biggest Lil Wayne fans I've ever met. That's a fact. But this, come on, it's just, it's unexcused. No, nothing not to take away from the musical, whatever. People love you, Lil Wayne. That's, you can't say that. And it's to, it's to spit in the face of everybody that has ever said racism is being acted against on me. Mm. That's like calling them a liar. It's like, you don't know what that is. So if they told you, you'd be like, that doesn't happen. Because I don't, I don't you feel like somebody saved your life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to help you out, Lil Wayne. All of those motherfuckers should have did that. But they're doing their job. All of them should have did that. And I'm sick of I'm and sick of And I don't mean that nobody's racist. I'm <laughs> sick of these I'm sick of all these celebrities getting the the pass of I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Like we all misspeak. I'm not saying they're not they're never allowed to, but every time they say something stupid, they just come out and say I misspoke. And Wayne's not going to do that. He's going to no. stand by what he said because yeah, he's, he's been saying this for years. But I, I've been seeing people online like, oh, what he meant to say is he's seeing people, he's seeing individuals for da da da. But that ain't what he said though, fam. You telling me this man that makes Dude, his money off words and knew he's going to he makes to his it. money off putting words together. Yes, stop that. He, knows he has a whole saying. fortune. Off putting words together. You tell me he didn't know how to put his words together in that interview? The hell out of here, fam. The hell out of here, man. You knew you were showing up for that. And like I always say, I think that in certain interview settings, I don't think, I know this. <laughs> the line of question is talked about. I'm not saying that's what happened with Lil Wayne. But you're, you're an entertainer. You're used to thinking of fielding what questions could come and knowing and having ready responses for them. This is a story you've told before. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell it now, right now? Right now with what we're doing? What we're out here doing? So all these people out here protesting, doing all this shit. Mm. For what? Because racism ain't real? Shut up. Like, come on, We need man. to sit down, man. Lil Wayne need to sit down. We need to stop letting people be loud and ignorant and loud and stupid. He needs to sit down. And we, like, I'm, bro, like... Nigga, Wayne, go pick the cup back up, fam. Wait. <laughs> That's when, that's when he said, what he said, a miracle potion? Is that <laughs> yeah, what he called man. it? Something like that. My cup. Super potion or something like that. He needs to sit down. Speaking of sitting down, Trevor Ariza and Avery Bradley both said they sitting out uh, when the NBA start back up. Ariza for the Blazers, uh, Avery Bradley for the Lakers. They both said they sitting out. Those are big players for those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, when we beat the Clippers, Avery Bradley had like 25. Yeah. That is um, fully their decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ever like I feel for me, like I said, that everybody should be out here doing all that they can for the cause. And season starting back with the 31st? I believe so. That's and, when training camp starts. Yeah, and then there's shit like every man's got a different, every person's got a different situation. Like, like me and you talked about, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but I think you brought it up on the podcast before, but you want to protest, but your wife doesn't want you to do that. And you don't. You're a family man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I made the joke to my wife, like, 
You got more to live for than me. I'm going to go out there. If it gets Millie and something happens to me, I'm not leaving. I'm leaving a wife behind, but I'm not leaving children behind. You know what I'm saying? If Avery Bradley and they feel like this is what I got to do to keep my family safe, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. That's everybody's decision. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not mad at your teammates like, fuck this, man. Fuck. They, uh, uh, they could be upset, too. They don't got to just be sure. happy about it. You know what I'm but saying? But those are the only ones that have a reason to feel something. Yeah, the rest of us is shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. It's not yeah, our That stance. man doing what he got to do for his for, family. For I'm never going to get yeah. mad at nobody for doing what they got to do. Even if it means it's, it's going to hurt me a little bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If, yeah. if Mike got it, like, let's say Keish don't fuck with me. And Mike like, hey fam, like I wasn't, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, the last time you and Keith got together, she not really let her cool off. I'm not gonna be like, man, what the fuck? That nigga, that nigga, that's his, he gotta go home with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? That's my brother, but that's her husband. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna be mad at anybody doing what they gotta do for their household. And that's just, it's gonna be a lot of players though. I think it's gonna be a lot of players because of because of COVID or because of the deadline passed already. Oh, oh, they had to do like they had to. They had oh, to, was there a list out? I didn't even know it was, that. It was had just there was one other dude, but I forget his name. Oh, just one other player. You know, only those three. Dwight wow. Dwight Howard said he was going. You know, he wanted to keep protesting and all that. Dwight, only those three, from what I understand. Wow. I bet, and I was checking Woj. I was refreshing Woj all day yesterday. Wow. Yeah. I thought, bro, when that first came out, I didn't know that there was a deadline on it. I thought that there was, I thought at least it was going to be 10 players. I Dead, thought at least 10 players. Deadline was Tuesday. Dang. Yeah. Because Bradley Bill came out and said some shit and mm-hmm. all that. Like, damn. Okay, only three. Kyrie. Well, he wasn't playing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he's, so he's not playing? Yeah. He wasn't going to be allowed to play. Cause he would, Even if the Nets would have made it, he wasn't going to be allowed to try with them because he's not going to be an active player. He wasn't going to be allowed to go cheer him on on the bench and be in the bubble and all of that. Mm. He was going to because you're hurt. You're not going to play no way like uh, no, keep it at the crib. Keep yeah, it at the crib. That's body. We don't yeah, get it's, around. It's, it's Move for on TV, fam. Yeah, so, so his take was from a non-playing aspect, anyway. So he and, said, oh, if I could play, I wouldn't. No, no. He, they said behind the scenes he wanted he he was down to play like something about like he, was he down didn't to get going to the bubble if he could go cheer on his teammates. Right, but since he couldn't go, that's when he was like, we should just sit out. Yeah, that's uh, they, they say that's what sparked his whole. I want to protest. We should just not play. That's what because um, he couldn't. That's go. what Kendrick Perkins said. Yeah, and they say he went. He, <laughs> and they say he went. Everybody and tried got to, that hobby. They like, say he, he went and try to do something behind Chris Paul's back, who's the player, not behind his back, but didn't consult with him first. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul's the president of the mm-hmm. Players Association. Yeah, man, I don't. I mess with Kyrie. He's one of the best ball handlers, one of the best finishers around the basket I've ever seen in my life. He hit that big shot in the finals to beat the Warriors. But off the court, I don't mess with dude, bro. I don't mess with homie on the court. Let's talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. You talk about basketball <laughs> for a little bit. Last time, mm-hmm. yeah, fifty-five let, let, minutes. Let's put let's put Kyrie in perspective. He's very very good. Yeah. Very talented. There's come on, dog. Is he what has he done without young? Brian? N- Nathan, wrecked Boston. Mm. <laughs> Fuck Boston up. That's what I'm saying. We've seen. Okay, I'll put it like this. We've seen John Wall with one of the worst rosters in the NBA go to the playoffs. We've seen Kyrie with one of the worst rosters in the NBA just score a bunch of points and and pick first in the draft. Like what, twenty one wins or something like that? Yeah, pick first in the draft. Every year, Bron went there. He was on that team. After Bron left the first time, they got him. Yeah. Until Bron got back, he was the best player on that team for sure. What you done? Nothing. What you done? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like I think he nice. I think well, okay. he nice. I, let, let me let me be let me be real and be transparent. When he when he wanted to leave the Cavs, I was with him. 
He was like, bro, I hit that big shot. I did all that stuff in the playoffs and the finals, and everybody just want to talk about LeBron. It. It's like, I got my ring already, bro. I'm out. But since then, like you said, he ain't done nothing but wreck, before wreck boss. Then, before then and after then. What's up? And he stay hurt. But wasn't he supposed to be, he wasn't even supposed to play that year. Wasn't he supposed to get uh, surgery and he decided not to? Something like that. Or he got it like in a playoff right before the playoffs started. Nah, he told, he told Cleveland that he was going if, if Oh, he, he got it in the offseason. Yeah, he was gonna have he was gonna have surgery and miss games. Man, he was Ky- gonna wait till the Kyrie is yeah. one of them dudes, man. As a little dude, like if I could play like somebody, it'll be Dame first. I'd, I'd want to have Dame Lewis game, but after Dame, Kyrie, man, no way, Kyrie way too much it injury, man. Kyrie, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about having his body. I'm talking about his game, his handle, his jumper, his finishing ability. Like, bro, he he could he could finish around the basket with either yeah, hand yeah. with any I, kind of shot over any I just player. Think, I just think like him and Westbrook and to six, play three. like that is to is to bring on a certain amount of injury. You can't and do all of that. It's not a mistake. He got bad knees. That's true. You know, when I really saying? got like, my game up and I was slicing between stuff and a lot, I was getting hurt a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you pay a price to do that, and it's I'm I, I personally I'm just not rolling. Like <laughs> I'm just not rolling. like he's very very good. See, Westbrook didn't have no injury problems to Beverly. That's true, but since then. He been he been Man, having he been having well but but shit but it's both knees now. They say at the end of every season he have a minor procedure to clean this shit up at the end of every season. Yeah. Who's that? Westbrook, Westbrook now. And that's what I'm saying when when Westbrook started that next season he, he seen wanted Patrick Beverly he wanted the fade on the court yeah. he wanted the fade when it happened yeah, yeah but he, could he, walk. he he was hopping over there for the fade it was like bro you better sit down somewhere yeah, yeah. and then went to Pat the with the business he'll run you up <laughs> Yeah, he'll run you up. He could something. probably beat Westbrook up just if they both healthy. Straight up, yeah. Healthy. If they both healthy. Yeah, they both healthy. Beat him up. Uh, where Patrick from? Where Beverly from? Chicago. Uh, maybe a good fight. Westbrook from LA. Nah, I think I think he a model. I don't think Westbrook could fight like that, bro. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He got a lot of aggression, but that don't mean you can fight. No, no, no. I think I think I think Pat Bev can put him together, bro. Not for sure. He, I think Pat Bev can put. He's standing. He's standing there looking at everybody's square up and down. Marcus Smart is another dude I think could really put him together. <laughs> he just looked like he grew up fighting a lot. Yeah. He just looked like that. Who looked like they can't? Can't. JJ Reddick. I see. I think JJ Reddick got the things on him. I think that nigga no martial arts. You know who really don't look. <laughs> you know who really, really don't look like he he can fight at all. Vince Carter. Oh yeah, Vince Carter too athletic dog. I ain't messing with he nobody. Tell, he athletic. been in the gym all his life. I ain't messing with nobody that athletic. Man. But it's different. Like like Chris <laughs> Brown is one of them dudes. Like he up. Well, I mean we. Mm-hmm. Let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> but like it's some it's some dudes that it's some dudes that just because they're athletic, it don't really mean anything. Like, heavyweight. Vince Carter don't look like him. Matter of fact, in the women's division. I remember Jalen Rose telling a story. He's like, Vince Carter's a dude that he ain't finna, he ain't finna fight, he ain't finna do nothing like that. But he did a body slam Sam Mitchell one day when they got into it in the training room. Said Sam Mitchell came over there messing with him. Sam Mitchell like pushed him. He didn't even throw no punches. Got him body slammed and walked out the room. And that's that. I'm dumb athletic, bro. Don't make me really try to hurt you. Throw you on the ground real quick. Get up off of me, bro. I'm out. <laughs> What's next on the docket, bro? This dude, Vince Carter, like, I seen a thing on Instagram. First, after watching him on All the Smoke, I seen this thing on Instagram where he was talking about on All the Smoke how, like, he's played against fathers and sons now at this point. Like, he was a teammate with Dale Curry at one point. Now he played against Steph Curry. He was talking about all, like, the different fathers and sons that he's either played against or been teammates with or, like, vice versa. And I'm like, dang, this nigga's, like, is it, like, 22 years? 21 years? I think it's 21. 
That's stupid. And he still moved well. He's not like just out there like trying mm-hmm. to win an Ironman award. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, his yeah. team is not a playoff team or nothing like that, but he's a contributor to his team. And he's, he's like, still you know what I'm saying? Sustaining his same amount of buckets. Me, me yeah. and Darius was talking about this. And he said he don't want to see no old ass dudes in the league like Vince Carter. He said, get him out of here. Get a young dude. I was like, bro. He's still holding down a job. He ain't getting no handout, bro. No. Yeah, I was like, he ain't on no championship he team. Veteran like, you know yeah, what's crazy? Yeah, like, ain't no championship team going to pick him up, but he could fill roles somewhere. He could be on a team and still go out there and play and show young dudes how to be a professional every day and still get it. You know, you know what what's crazy? He said he had his most balance between like his junior year and his freshman year. His junior year in high school and his freshman year in college. He said he was touching the top of the backboard, man. That's ridiculous. He said, I could touch the top of the backboard. I remember when he first said that years ago. I was like... Now I was thinking, like, hold on, homie. Like, <laughs> he he wouldn't say that if he ain't never he ain't done, done it. Even yeah. if he did it a handful of times. To be, I'm only 31, but I'm like, man, to be young again. Like, <laughs> I don't even think about it like that. Just if I never would have tore my ACL. But for real, though, to be young again, especially like what I know about the game now, oh, go back and do it again. God, oh, yeah. oh, perfect segue. That leads me into one of my questions. Do you guys ever think about, <clears throat> do you ever think about, like, your your childhood and like things that happened to you then or just like ideals that you had then and like how it's like shaped and molded your adulthood like events that's, or just things you like just anything at all just anything at all I think about stuff like that all the time like what like like I think there's a you know what's funny I really didn't start thinking about things like that until one time you said something about the reason I've always been a mama's boy, like you, you said, after you found out like how sick I was as a, as, as a baby and as like a toddler, mm-hmm. like I had asthma and I was always in and out of the hospital. And you was like, yeah, that's why this nigga's that, like, and you wasn't trying to be disrespectful. And I didn't take it that way, but you were like, yeah, that's why this nigga's uh, this not, that's why this nigga's a mama's boy. Like mm-hmm. he was real sick. His mom had to take care of him. He was always with his mom. The nigga's a mama's boy. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even like I never would have even like put that together mm. and we were like maybe i think i was maybe like 18 when you said that mm. and before then i had never really thought about stuff like that but really like since then and especially like the more like start taking like psychology classes and like all like the child development classes i took i really started to like think about it more and especially with the psychology classes like but to answer your question like an example for me is like i think in large part because as a kid i always felt like people didn't listen to me and like that like my opinion was never valued and so like now that i'm older and like i've created all these platforms to just share mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but before i felt like nobody would ever listen and now i'm like creating all these platforms where like now nah, you're gonna listen i'm gonna I'm put myself on your oh, feed and you're gonna listen you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't i don't think that i don't this think that i just out. wanted to do a podcast i just happened to do a radio show you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but now like that's there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I think about stuff like that. So, have y'all ever like looked at anything and made any any parallels or any, thought about anything like that? Not on, not in a grand scheme like that. But I mean, for uh, like my mom structured me to be a protector because my dad left when I was young. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I mean, she made sure that I knew how to make sure the house was locked up, everybody was safe in bed in the rooms. There's nothing, no way anybody can get in the house, and it doesn't. It's not a shock on why. I grew up by like guns, safety shit, cameras everywhere and all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean that that's where I noticed that it goes hand in hand with that. Um for me that's that's interesting that you say because um like you feel like you were kind of groomed for it. Yeah, she and, didn't and, know and she was could, doing. And now that. you can see it like manifest itself as an adult, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like for me it's um like I think the way dad dealt with me 
um, as the oldest, and I see it in how I respond to tragedy. Like I don't respond to I don't respond to tragedy um, emotionally out the gate. I let everybody else do that, and I'm trying to see what they need or what the situation needs, and then later on, mm. I deal with my emotional response. I don't think that's very healthy. But that's how, like, and dad didn't tell me to do that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just by, like, you're the man in the house when I'm not here if anything were to ever happen. Like, he talked to me about that a lot. If anything were ever to happen to me, like, he would tell me, he was like, your brothers are younger than you. It's understandable if they don't deal with it well. If -hmm. something happens to me, your mom's not going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So, who's left? Mm -hmm. Like, me. Yeah. Yeah, you're left. So, you have to be... Helping your mom There's things that she knows how That she needs to do But she's gonna need you To get her there Yeah She's gonna need you To like emotionally Get her up to even go do it Yeah for sure You know what I'm saying It's like so I think I internalized that And I suppressed my Emotional response To try to deal with Diagnose the situation And then when I get home I cry I do whatever I'm angry Whatever it yeah. is You know what I'm saying Um But that's That's the way that I think yeah, that's probably my best, most prominent example of like just the manifestation of how things happen when you were a kid, and then mm-hmm. what it ultimately looks like as an adult. So you're saying that that your dad doing that essentially makes you a better basketball coach because you're able to listen to people's insight, their feelings, and able to help them coach them because you deal with kids. Yeah, you know so what's kids funny? I never thought about t- it in sports like that, but I do that. I think yeah. that's one of my best qualities as a coach. I've been on the sideline with coaches and they respond to the emotion of the game. And they don't just... It used to drive me crazy. The homeboy used to do that. He'd get so worked up in the game. Mm -hmm. He can't even coach the game no more. He can't coach the players because he's so worked up. Yelling at refs and mad at calls. I'm like, Mm -hmm. bro, like you got to remove yourself from all of that. This ain't even happening to you. It's happening to them on the court. Yeah, you're not playing. And you know what I'm saying? And I I flip it on and off. When I'm in the back, I'm very emotional with my players. Mm -hmm. I am. They need to feel it. But I tell them, when we're on the court, I'm not going to be none of that. I'm numb. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get a little hyped and stuff like that, but my thought process is numb. Like, I walk past Derek, and I'll be talking about plays right after I cussed out a, right, a ref. And I'm just doing that to try to get the next call. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Because I tell Derek, like, I'm working these refs. I'll put my arm around him the next time. I'll be like, that was terrible. And you know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'll walk past him. I'm like, hey, you think we should run that? You think we should run that, uh, that four down right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I just like my assistant coach, my my assistant, because Derek's my JV coach, um, my assistant coach. She's super emotional, bro. Mm-hmm. And I always have to tell her, like, you gotta remove yourself. She was like, how do you do that? And I'm like, you gotta just let it bounce off you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how personal. to explain it, but I've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and probably every aspect of my life, if I really broke it down and thought about it. Yeah, for sure. It's in your everyday routine. Yeah, for sure. Because that's all you were taught as a kid, so that's all you really know. And when you don't know nothing, you're going to fall back onto those teachings. Mm -hmm. That's why kids' upbringing, to me, is the most important thing in the world. The foundation you set for a kid, it builds their whole life. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It sets the foundation for everything that they go through in every situation. Like, I I don't have kids. So when I see my nephews and stuff, I give them little tips. When the little tips that I didn't have growing up was how to defend myself in situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always taught, because I grew up under girls. So I could talk, can listen, I can be responsive. But when it comes to a- aspect of having to defend yourself, it's going to be real hard for a female to teach a man how to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. she didn't live 
those situations as a man would live them. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? My mom did the best she did, she could do. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? But she that she implemented those things into me like, okay, I can't teach you how to fight, but I can teach you how to protect us Yeah. and this house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that, like, the environment that kids are in, like, they don't have no choice. They don't know nothing. And I'm not saying that if you grow up bad, you're going to be a bad person, but I'm saying the chances are... I'm just talking about the decision making that they're going to make later on in their life. Mm-hmm. There's decisions that I probably made the right decision in the moment because I was able to remove, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I was able to remove the emotion from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was sure. actually able to make, to think about it clearly. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not getting taught those lessons and everything you do is on impulse, how children are, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then. Every now and then, you are going to make the the wrong decision or maybe too quick a decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. give it more time. Don't make a decision when you're angry type of stuff. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, 100% what Triz is saying. That's... I don't know. I don't. It's hard to say what you think is the most important thing in the world, but I think something that has to do with children is definitely because they're mm-hmm. they're the, the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just you. You gotta, and that's why I love sociology so much because like a sociologist would tell you that give me every, give me how this kid was brought up, tell me how their childhood was, their formative years, and I could tell you what decisions they're gonna make when it comes to what job they're gonna pick. Mm-hmm. What job opportunities they're going to take. What risks they'll take. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As an adult. I could tell you almost what kind of person this, they're going to be. Because it, like Jesse saying, it's one of the most important things in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that's super interesting. Yeah, but hold on. Sorry to come back and cut in. Mm-hmm. But the reason that we did that, though, like, you, you remember that we took that sociology class. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff, sociology of deviance sociology of economics that stuff matters in teaching people the development of life it it taught me how the environment that a per that a person's brought up in good bad negative it it impacts their life in a mental way they don't know that these that they're seeing their parents argue that they're going to grow up and argue with their spouse because it's normal it's normal they think that's communication yeah you know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That the reason that I am knowledgeable above it, about it is because I saw all that growing up. And I saw the differences in your house. And that's why I was like, there's no way this is living. You know what I mean? Not no slack on none of my family. I love them all to death. But that's not no way that life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And until you can find out the true source of what's causing it, and how to fix it. You're yeah, always going to go around it. in those circles. Yeah, you can't do it. And, that's, and I think that's probably why I don't put any structure on my life. Because when I do, I get caught up in those circles. And those circles aren't always good. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'll create negative circles for myself. And negative patterns that I don't even know I'm doing. Until like somebody like my wife. Or you guys would be like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, oh shit. Nigga, I've been lucky doing this for like a month now. Yeah. Like, you know I'm what I mean? Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? But this right. isn't yeah. cool. This isn't what life is supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with going to school, socializing. That's why one of the things that this pandemic is is going to be the worst thing in the long scheme of things because these kids aren't getting out and socializing with other mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. So when they I get into about that. when they get into the world, what are they going to do when they react when somebody comes across their face? They're not going to know. They're going to re- go back to what they've been seeing on YouTube for the last. It had six already months. gotten really weird. You see what I'm saying? That's kids don't know how to be themselves. They don't know how to interact with people. 
even before even before before the pandemic and stuff like I was telling people being Derek being out of high school every day it's not I don't think I don't think these kids are weird I think they're different and I think that the environment you grow up in is it shapes it shapes little things and I told him like a lot of these I would tell Derek and Margo all the time a lot of these kids have a hard time being themselves bro Mm -hmm. they don't think what they're wearing is cool bro that's that social media they don't that's that's a champion hoodie everybody wears that people's gonna think this is cool those jeans are dope did you see those kobe's i want those those. not because i like them because people are gonna want to take pictures of them Mm -hmm. my 11 my like it's crazy bro would get roasted for rocking la gears out here i was like give me the light up joints (laughs) you know what i mean give me the light up joints and and it, it really it really just comes from like you said, like or I think somebody might have said something about self-esteem. That's really just what it comes from because I like. For me, it's always been maybe because we started off in Payless shoes, but for me, it's always been how you rock it. Yeah. You don't have to like 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 bro like nobody ever sees like name brands on my clothes, yeah. but like well I'm not trying to be cocky or nothing like that. But I get compliments on my on my clothes and especially my shoes all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about like, and like I said, I don't wear expensive name brands and stuff like that. And you never see logos on me. So it ain't like people like, oh, that's that Gucci. That's that, this, that's that Polo. That's that, this, that, or the third. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, I, and I, like I said, I think that just comes from like your own self-esteem and your own confidence. Like, I like that. So I'm going to wear that and see, I'm going to make feel, it look good. You I know feel what your I'm parents put that in you. Absolutely, 1000% they made you guys comfortable in your own skin Mm -hmm. most parents don't do that I don't know how many kids and just a testament to what most kids are getting yelled at because they look like they daddy Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. yep I feel you and then how this man man supposed to grow up and be comfortable in his own skin Mm -hmm. when I can't change my face 12 12 years old 13 years old until he was able to get out and start making his own decisions and that's tough. It's and just, I think uh, like the worst thing. I'm sorry. The worst thing a parent can do is forget what it was like to be a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I'm not a parent, so I don't yeah, know, you know bro, what I mean. But, and that's what that's just what I see. Like, man, you knew that when you grew up, you didn't like that shit. Why are you gonna subject them to do that and live like that when you don't like? And it doesn't have to be that way, yeah. bro. When and I became you know better, when yeah. I became a site supervisor, even when I was an assistant site supervisor, that's what I would always tell the staff at every site. Like, bro, like. Don't even if you just even if you don't really like kids and you just took this job because it's convenient for your schedule, you're in charge of kids right now, bro. Like think about when you were in school. Yeah. Like the the adults are gonna know what you're doing, but if it ain't if they not breaking no major rules, if they not hurting nobody, let them rock out, fam. Stop barking on on them every time they do something. Like remember what it felt like to be a kid sitting at the lunch table. And, like think about that. And especially that's what I would you, tell them all the time. Remember what it know, felt like. Especially when you know you're looking at that kid and you're like, that's a good kid. He probably just has some. He's probably having a bad moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pull like, him to the side, ask him if he's all right. He probably go break down, cry, and leave the whole story. Yeah, you I don't know how many the whole class because then he gonna hate you. Yeah. And and me and my coaches talk about this all the time, but I don't know how many kids that I've talked to, bro, that they have told me that this is the first time somebody has talked to me and just been straight up with me not talk to me yeah. as a kid as a teenager as a high school student or as somebody that won't know because you ain't lived enough because i give it to them straight yeah. i'm not out here berating nobody but i give it to them straight like when these girls are out here and then like i coach girls so i see a lot of shit that goes on with high school girls and I'll pull them aside, and I'll be like, 
Does he treat you like a queen? No. Why are you taking that shit off of him? Well, he's hot. Are you hot? This girl is crazy. Man. Do you think you're hot? Can't believe that was an answer. Yeah, people tell me I'm cute. Then go find somebody that'll treat you better. Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't matter what you think you look like. You deserve better than that. But see, you know what I'm saying? And see, how becomes, many girls are like, my dad's never told me that. My mom's never told me that. Like, but literally, we, girls have wrote down at the end of the year, thank you for telling me I'm a queen. How are you not getting that from anywhere bro, but your basketball? I told coach? you, I, I made That's it a point. Amazing. I made it a point to start like whenever, like if I'm doing roll call and the kids show up to my program, right? I, if I, I've, of course, like after you've been doing it all year, you pretty much know the order. You know which yeah. kid you finna call at whatever name. And I'd be like, and these are like kindergartners, first graders. I'd be like, oh, the beautiful Christina, the beautiful Delilah, the wonderful, like you know what I'm saying? Because I remember being at a staff meeting one time and it blew my mind, fam. I remember being at one of them staff meetings and it was like one of them things like stand up if. Stand up if da 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 da, and the lady was like, "Stand up if no one's ever said to you, man, you're hot, or man, you're wonderful." And I'm I'm expecting a couple people, and this is like a good seventy people in the room. Mm. I'm expecting a handful of people to stand up, bro. Like, bro, I want to say like seventy percent of the room stood up, bro. Oof. I was like, what? I've been here, and, then, and of course, like you know, like I remember, I ain't. She, I don't know if she'll want her name on here, but our, our, our neighbor that used to live upstairs, mm-hmm. like she had, she struggled with self esteem for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I remember like the first time, like we would give her compliments and stuff. She was like, mm-hmm. she like, you could tell she appreciated it. But it was like, what? She told me later on she didn't feel like, she didn't believe it. In yeah. Right. And then, and then it's just, so it's, 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 it to be nice. it's uncomfortable. And I remember yeah. her saying one time, like nobody's ever said that to me before. And I'd be like, bro, I've been, I've been hearing that I'm handsome my entire life. Yeah. I've been hearing that I can do anything my entire life. To the point to you know where I don't saying? believe nothing else that other people tell me. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I make it a I make it a point, bro. When I'm working with kids and I'm around kids for an extended uh, point of time, I'm throwing all of them positive affirmations and all of that, all of that extra stuff on their name and just building them up all the time because that that absolutely blew my mind, man. I couldn't believe that. Just little stuff, like little stuff like that. Like you could have a kid in the worst situation imaginable. And if they go to their grandma's house every now and then and grandma always tell them that they're amazing and they could do whatever. Not saying that the kid even feels like that all the time. But somewhere in them, they're going to feel when they get into something tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, into tough, I get into tough situations in my life right now. And I go, my parents told me I was built for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that I don't get emotional, not that it's easy to deal with. But I know I'm going to be on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. This ain't going to break me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, stuff like my mom saying, I raised three strong black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, mom, mom told she takes pride in that. Us and our friends and all of that. She's like, if I gave Kevin, Jesse, if I gave them something, job done. These young black men been around me all these years and I, they ain't get nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's how she views it. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. makes sense in how they raised us. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I yeah, like you said, man. Like, yeah, shit, this is making more of your case. Might be the most important thing in the world. Like, what are you giving kids? And that's why, like, I don't. We don't see these kids. Well, shit, the girls on the basketball team, we see them more than their parents, right? So we have. I look at it like we have a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. I see them every day for hours at a time. There's, I know a lot of kids. They don't spend hours with their parents every day. My mom told me that's why she allowed me to play sports, no matter how bad I was, because that was my male role model in my life. And respect. She, that, that was the only way she could. She found a way to get yeah. me a male in my life. So and, she's, that, and that's she told a me lot she's like, no matter how bad yeah. you were, 
I had to still take your ass to practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Respect. I've heard it that. Worked out. I've heard that a million times. Coaching, mom's like, "Hey, they're doing real bad in school, but if to take him away from this or to take her away from this means to take you and take away from this too much out of their life. And you're the only person. Well, what the boy you coached at OG? Well, did not coach him when he was like in middle school. He was like, "Yeah, bro." Like his mom was literally like, "Yo, if you want to whoop his ass, like whoop his ass." Like, oh, his, what was that? Like his name? dad. That's Coors man, right? Trey. Mm. No, no, not Trey. Not Trey. I'm about to say I'm going to bleep that Hispanic, out. Um, Hispanic dude. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. He's, he played with Core. Yeah. Was it him? Or maybe... I can't remember his name right now. Is that Oscar? I don't remember uh-uh, that No, is. it wasn't. But I remember I remember his mom. Maybe it wasn't Maybe it wasn't a player you coached like later in high school. Mm-hmm. But I remember his mom coming up to me at Del Dios and saying like, hey, his dad ran out on us a year ago and he literally hasn't liked a man or said anything about a man until he met you. I'm telling you right now, you're not his dad, but if you want to whoop his ass, he'll take it like a father. Like, do that, please, because he don't listen to nobody but you. Mm-hmm. Like, I told him, you need to go home and be good. She says the best he's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was like, he got in trouble. She didn't let him go to the after school program. Homeboy went ballistic. Yeah. And she was like, I have to. Like, same situation. I have to bring him here. It's his outlet. Yeah. It's, it's the only place where he he respects a man. Like, he respects anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's he's mm-hmm. mad. You know what I'm saying? You're the only one he feels like is hearing him. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's important, man. The kids, their mental space is so fragile that you just need to, everything that comes into it, they're going to experience enough bad and negative living life. Right. Everything that we need to be giving these kids should be positive. And with, with the note of... With structure. You can do whatever you want to do. And shit's going to get hard. Mm-hmm. Bets believe that. Yeah. But sure. you can do whatever you set your mind to. You are not your circumstance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Type of shit. Not for sure. Shout out to all the kids out there, man. Shout Everybody out. trying to... All the, it's tough being a teenager trying to figure it out sometimes. When I man, think I think real. about that stuff and like you think you think about it now and be like, man, a lot of that stuff I was so caught up on. It's so petty and so meaningless. But when you in it, bro, it's heavy. That's your world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so, your world. Shout your out world to all is the, so much smaller when you. When shout you out to all the all, all, all the teenagers, all the kids, man, all the high school students, middle school students, whoever, man, any age. Shout out to all the kids shout out there out. trying to trying to figure it out, man. Shout, shout out to anybody trying to change your life. Yeah. If you fight, yeah, respect to all the young kids, man. And you fighting that DNA curse because I'm one of them. My sister-in-law, she's one of them too. It's hard. But you keep your head up. Get, get you good friends. Support Cavs. You be shaped. Keep your morals intact. That's the main thing. That's real. All right, let's have some fun, man. What y'all been fighting about in the house, man? What y'all been beefing with wifey about? Uh, what's going on? I, <laughs> what's up, what you got in trouble about lately, man? Talk to uh, me. Not, she, not taking out the trash. Like, Darius had to take the trash out for me one time. And we came back in the house and bro was like, because <sighs> like, like, we came back in the house. I was supposed to take the trash out before. And we just, we had the jet. We took the, like, jet it. Mm-hmm. So the trash started stinking in the crib. And Darius took it out. And she didn't say nothing. It was like, y'all ever go through like a silent fight with y'all, with y'all wife? Oh, yeah. Like, y'all don't really say nothing, but you, it's a little tension there. And you, both of y'all know why. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm not, I'm acting like everything's Gucci till you're ready to talk about it. That's how I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we came in the house, and I was like, fuck. As soon as we came in, I was like, I smelled the trash. I was like, fuck, I forgot to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the trash can, and it was gone. I was like, Darius took that shit out for me. Cool. And then I saw her, she looked at it, and was like, because the house stank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. 
we were sitting on the couch the other day. We, usually we get done, we get home, change our clothes, sit down, boom, it's time to watch How to Get Away with Murder. We both sat down, and neither one of us grabbed a remote. <laughs> we were both like, she was like, are you going to get it? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Like, I know why she was short with me. I was like, I know what time it is, dog. I know what time it is, man. I know what time it is. For sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, shit, cause I heard, like I said last week on the pod, she was mad yesterday. She gonna be mad today, probably tomorrow. But I was like, what was Jesse talking about? Did he tell y'all? I was like, he didn't tell us. It, it is. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. Know. Oh, so well, that was the last time you got it. Yeah, I mean, like, cause I mean, after that, you know, you're gonna go through your phase where everything's kosher. You know, what I mean, oh, everything's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So, you know, that's the ill part. The makeups, ill. I mean, almost makes it worth it. I mean, kind of <laughs> depends on how much emotional toll it takes on you. That's a fact. That's Other a than fact. That, it's not worth it. If it if it's something that's little petty, you don't talk about get get through. Get over just so we make up. Like cool, you are yeah. gonna be over this bullshit to make up with your butt. Then I'm hit you with the slide. You could have just said you <laughs> did. You feeling? <laughs> it's okay. You gotta start the little arguments. But it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not over here. <laughs> But nah, nothing, nothing um, out of that. You had a good week. Yeah, I had a good week. <laughs> Solid week. It was a it was a week that went by fast. You know what I mean? Because she works a lot. Time works a lot. So. Mm-hmm. How many how many weeks? Okay, how many times? How many times a year do you think you go a week without like? Her getting mad at you. Oh, man. I thought you was about to ask something else. Man. I'm like, man, we already went over that. Don't even open that can. <laughs> oh, was about to say? <laughs> How many times? Let's say, let's say like. 52 weeks out of the Let's year. say in a, in a, let's say in a month. How many times in a month? Four weeks. Then you go a honest, week. There's with, one week a month. There's always something popping off. No, and that's not so in my control. So there's, so there's never a week. So there's never a week where you don't get in trouble for something. <laughs> Are there no. weeks where you don't get in trouble for something, even if it's little? Everything's crucial besides that one week. Three solid weeks. I don't week get in trouble. No, because but it'd be my fault though, because I'm forgetful. And I was gonna say that was gonna be that was gonna be the answer to well, kind of the answer to my question. But no, because like and like and like y'all know, man, Keisha's cool. Like I got lucky, man. My girl's cool. Like she don't be big tripping about nothing really. And even when she do get upset, she upset real quick and then she over it. You know what I'm saying? She don't really dwell on stuff like that. But um, about a week ago, she told me, she was like, hey, man, like, man, you know I got anxiety. Like, we just had this baby. Like, it's coronavirus. Like, I know I act strong, but, like, I, I I need you to step up a little bit. Like, I need you to step up a little bit. I'm like, like, like what do you mean? She's like, pretty much, like, like everything. I'm like, what you mean, like? Like the finances, like in the budget, you handle that. She's like, no, I got that unlocked all day. But literally everything else, like the finances in the budget, don't even think about it. I got that under control. All the bills that that's always gonna be taken care of. But everything else, I need you to step up. I'm like everything. She's like, yes. Yeah, I didn't even really matters. like. I didn't even really try to give like a retort to like what. Well, well, specifically, she everything else, nigga, everything else. That's the give and take in a marriage that I don't think is talked about enough, because. There, there's times to where you can't like. I'll put it like this: when, but every in your relationship, hopefully, I, in my mind, hopefully, you guys both carry close to equal weight, right? There's things that other people are stronger than, and maybe they should do that. But you guys are pretty much supporting each other the same, mm-hmm. right? But there are times or circumstance may put you in a situation where 
it's your turn to do everything just about everything right now like yeah, my wife sure. handles 95% of the cleaning in the house and she wants it that way mm-hmm. but when I don't kick that 5 <laughs> it's a problem because I'm doing 90 you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and then when she got hurt when she popped her Achilles it was you have to do everything now Yeah, you know what I'm saying and like it gives you, to me, it gave me an appreciation for what she does for me on the day-to-day. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's literally times where she's like, well, I was thinking I was going to clean the house. And I'm thinking she's thinking we. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, no, sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing a deep clean. I don't need somebody else. I'm just going to vacuum. Da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. I'll literally sit there, eat or chill, do whatever. She just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But just, <laughs> I just know for me, when she got hurt, bro, I was like, Damn, she makes me dinner almost every night. <laughs> like, not that you don't notice, not yeah. that you don't notice, but you feel it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And it's like, okay, now she's laid up. Now, yeah. neither one of us are gonna eat if I, when I get home from work, if I don't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, like, and and I'm a motherfucker. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait to cook. Uh-huh. But she ain't like that. So now, when I get home, I gotta. She been sitting here, so yeah, you and more importantly, she gotta to take that. medicine and all of that. So she yeah. has to be on a certain schedule eating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not for real. But it was like, what, like cleaning out? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I almost, I almost never, ever clean deep clean our bathroom. Yeah, she does that. Yeah. General clean, we both do it as we go. Yeah, for sure. But like. The once a week bust the whole bathroom down. She does that. That's what Tom was mad at me about last week. I oh, wouldn't deep clean the house. <laughs> I'm the type do, of do nigga. Do they all use deep clean? The word deep clean? No, I use that because that's what you use. Oh, no, no. Okay, okay. I was going to so, say because I be like, what's the difference between what you do and what I do? She wanted me to scrub the baseboards. Family, I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I specialize in guns and tactical shit. <laughs> Anything in this world, I'm going to pay for it. Somebody's doing that job. This is a one Betty. I'll still pay a maid service to come in and clean my yeah. baseboards before I get down and do them. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just not my thing. If that was my thing, that'd be my profession. I'd be paid for it. It's not my thing. Like, I'm sorry. I do laundry yeah. because I need to. If not, if you time if you're not gonna fold these clothes, babe, after I done wash and dry them, guess what these clothes are gonna be? They're gonna be right here. In this bag. Until they all dirty. They're gonna and be guess in the what happened for you. Guess what's happening after that? Then they gonna wash it, get right cycle right back. You don't <laughs> like we're doing this together. I'm comfortable with this. I if told, you are too, that's why we're out. We're rocking. I told Bird. I told Bird. I I don't fold laundry, and she was like, "So that mean I don't do laundry?" And I was like, "I fold with you a little bit." No, I'm comfortable I'm with that. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing all the laundry. No, 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 no. As no, long as long as I got not all the laundry all the time. As no, long no. as I got something to watch, I'll sit in front of the TV and do all the laundry. Should or, fo- fold, or fold all the laundry. Should. The the wash and dry cycle about I, forty five minutes. So I go early and because you know I don't have that here. So I have to, that's what I'm saying. So now this is where my not folding comes into play because I can't go in my backyard or my my closet and wash. I got to go to the laundry mat. Same. So therefore, Same. if I'm doing all of this and I got to wash and dry my house now, I'm not folding them. But I know that you've been at work too. <laughs> but I didn't have to carry. See, like, bro. Like I, like I said, I just don't like folding clothes though. Like That's I, it, yeah. like I said out. on the podcast I'll do before, else. like I'm sorry to cut you off. Like I've said on the podcast before, ever since Keish had Baron, I've pretty much been doing all the cleaning. That includes the laundry. Mm-hmm. So I, I wash and dry it, and it, I don't always fold. Sometimes it just 
all the white stay in one hamper, all the dark stay in another, and when we just go fishing for the clothes. But sometimes I do, I do uh, wash, dry, and fold oh, okay. up everything. I know what it is. I don't put all of that in one wash, light and dark, nigga. Huh? That's no, what, no, no, no. That's no. why I'm starting to no, watch. No, 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 no. Like my wife, Sorry to blast my you, wife, babe, my dad, wife. I, I didn't even bust it down to grays now. Man, you got to. I was about to say, my, my wife loves wearing black so much that we do a black lobe. Like mm-hmm. we just keep, keep all it the black. black. Yep. Yeah, that keeps your shit. dark clothes dark. But you know what? You know what it is. I don't fuck with because there's a in my building. There's a laundry man, and my mm. building is almost like it's almost. It's almost like a hotel. Almost, you got to go inside, and everything's inside. Right? Yeah, right. Y'all right. know, y'all been there. Just, it's an indoor building. Yeah. Um, so we have a washroom there. We, long story, company we had a washroom dryer with. We was renting it. Did some funny stuff. Some funny stuff. I had to get that shit out of there. So we've been we've been at the laundry man in our building. When the la- when the washroom dryer was in the apartment, I'd wash the clothes all day. I'll even Shh. fold them every now and then too. But I- the back, like you said, the back end. No, it's and just folding? down the hallway for me. Nah, family. Nah, fam- you know how long it takes one person to do four, four, four loads? Nigga, four, five hours. What? I have to wash like seven at a time. That's when I'd be like, that's when I'm like, okay, that's my fault because I didn't manage this right. correctly. I'll go you know, in the middle of the night so I could get every washer and dryer in that bitch. You know, you know what? Because I am big not ones. going back and forth here five times. Are you outside of your mind? Trip and, then, and, then, look, and, then, and then look, you got to take For the real. washer, right? You got to take For all real. the clothes when you go put them in the washer, right? And then you got to bring your basket and shit back. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta go to put them in the dryer, and then the be- nah, bro, mm-hmm. three chips per load? No way, mm-hmm. family. I'm not doing that, dog. Oh, I'm not. And I got five trying. of them. No way. You know what's and actually? I'm, I'm gonna be washing these car. motherfuckers all day. Facts. I'm not doing this shit. You know what's actually made me like not fold, especially my whites, because I put my stuff like almost like in like a like a ball bag, like mm-hmm. where it's like like a like a tie on like it, net on it, I, yeah, like, like a, a net bag, on. right? Mm-hmm. I put like especially my whites, and it's a white bag. Sometimes I just throw the bag in with the whites and everything. I leave everything in there and just tie it tight, and then throw it in one of them like it's like one of them, but it's almost like an oversized Tupperware. It's like mm-hmm. a big plastic box with the lid oh, on it. Bins, yeah, yeah, yeah. bin, oversized Tupperware. <laughs> throw it in the bin, seal it up in there, nigga. Go for your socks the next day. They're still warm. Oh okay. See, I I tried something like that and the shit got moist and. Mi- mi- oh, you got to make sure they're all the way like hot dry, like not like you know what I'm saying. They were hot dry, and that's what I'm saying. The heat was so hot that yeah. it. Well, but I had it in the bag. I'd have it in a bin. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, I have it in the, in the mesh bag with the holes yeah, and then put it in bag. the bin. Yeah, because yeah, they cooled off yeah. a little bit by the time. It, yeah, exactly. Bro. But man, I opened that bag up, boy. Yeah. Mm, had to throw some stuff out, huh? huh? Nigga, th- oh. I want to throw the whole bag. Yeah. I'm that nigga. We yeah. can go, yeah. nigga. Oh. If I ain't got socks and drawers this week. And I'm not. It's not on my wash or my wash time. Are we going to buy Walmart? Yeah. A sizzle, bro. I have no problem. Y'all know how I am with the socks. Yeah, you going to? The I got my store. own. Pl- I don't have my own place for a while now. So the socks is nuts, fam. There's there's no reason for me not to have socks. You really never been had a reason not to have socks. <laughs> I really don't. If have I'm a- out of socks, it's like what happened? Like somebody <laughs> somebody stole your socks if you're out of socks. I really don't have like a problem with that because and this will kind of like sometimes people be calling me a pretty boy because I'd be online talking about like my beard and like the skin regimen and stuff like this will dispel That's a lot. Important. This is this will dispel a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't shower every day, fam. And so I'm not finna put on fresh stuff if I haven't showered. Say this again. I don't shower every day. You heard me. <laughs> if I'm just if I'm just bro, if I'm just in the house and I haven't 
I, I haven't really gone out, especially with the quarantine, but even before the quarantine, like since I've been working from home, mm-hmm. if I'm not out, out like that, like if I've been out and I'm at a game and I'm up and down the baseline, like that's different. Like yeah. if I start to smell, of course I'm going to take a shower. Like I'm not going to just be but walking But the next morning you're just going to shower. But like sh- I don't, I, it's not like I don't, I don't wake up like mandatory. T- I don't start my day with a shower. I don't end my day with a shower like most people do. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I like almost take them out of necessity. I, like, I don't, I you know needed. what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I, 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 Okay, technically there are twenty four hours that go past where I don't shower, but you have one every day though. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like there's times where I'll shower at two a.m. You know what I'm saying on my off day because I work t- ten to six, and then I've been chilling all day trying to enjoy my day off because I don't want to go to sleep and miss my day off. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, damn, I need to shower. I ain't showered since before I went to work yesterday. And then I jump in the shower at 2 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Or 11.30 or something like that the next day. But I, I guess I don't shower every day either. But it's, it's rare that I go like a day. Like just, oh, I ain't going to shower. Nah, that probably don't happen. I go a couple days to be real. <laughs> I go a couple days to be real. Now, if I'm like. I can't do it. <laughs> if I know, if I know I I'm going to like. Like if I know I'm finna be around people, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I'm finna go like that. Don't don't get that twisted. It ain't like I'm finna no, no, just we, I, jump up and run somewhere. We just, feel you know you know off them over there. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> oh, we know. I, oh yeah, we know. <laughs> I'm waiting for y'all to bring some vulnerability to the podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for y'all to come in here and tell some stories and really give it up. But we'll get to it. I'm we'll get to it. Shit, I done gave it up so much. My wife was like, you give it up too much. <laughs> she was like, look, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, she was like, I heard your little podcast. I'm like, a lot of the, A lot of the time for me, if I don't if I don't show her, she might not even see it. I'd be like, man, you don't support me, Shit. Man. You don't support me, man. Bird like, be heavy on the gram. Keisha yeah, ain't really heavy yeah. on the gram. Like she, she get on do what she gonna do and get back off. She showed me Kevin some shit. Yeah, yeah, she showed yeah, me Kevin yeah, some yeah. shit that's inflammatory. Like, some shit about... I gave it up a little bit, shit, but she still hit me over the head with. Knocking on this. Is it okay if I come in there? Time Speaking of that, you said she don't listen to the whole thing, but she see the videos, man. Shout out to everybody, like no matter how you consume the podcast, whether For you sure. listen to the whole thing, whether you watch the whole video on YouTube, or if you only just watch, you know what I'm saying, the little the little clips on Instagram. However you consume the podcast, man, we appreciate you, man. And we appreciate the comments via straight personal text. All if of you that. got the number, All we can comment on there. All of that. I would like everybody to go subscribe to my YouTube because I got a lot of different stuff coming out on my YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Most people do follow me on my Instagram, but I would like more people to follow me on my YouTube. But like I said, however you consume my content, as long as you, you get it and see it, that's all I care about, man. So thank you. Shout out. Uh, what y'all got, man? Mike blew my mind. You don't shout out with your, like, you don't shout out with your girl. Like, and that's, and that's part of my reason on why I, because I think I would do the same thing because I don't go nowhere. But then when time come on, I shower with her all the time, though. I mean, we haven't done that for a long time, but it's like I said, all of that is, even when we had Baron, it's like, oh, he's sleep now. Like, oh, chance to get it in or let's yeah. go jump in the shower or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But especially now with two, it's like, dang, I don't know if I'm ready for <laughs> it's different it's, I, and that's what I'm saying it's now, different like, looking at it like I'm grown now cause I've always wanted kids growing up you know we wanted to have kids at the same time so mm-hmm. we the same age mm-hmm. but now that I'm older and I'm like dang like a lot of the stuff that I do personally will not fly with kids mm-hmm. will not I'd have to change the way my house is all these corners in here dangerous 
And I'm just like, man, man. And I got, I'm, I ain't even told time this yet, but what, I'm 32. I give myself two more years. If I don't have kids in two years, I'm not having none. No, I remember one time, um, no, if you don't no, want me to say daddy. it, but I remember one time you were talking about adopting. You're not down for that no more? Uh, no, I do that, although that's in the same two-year span, too. Okay, okay. You don't want to be child-rearing at past a certain age. No, man. So just be a dog dad, I, man. I mean, and yeah. Yeah. Nah, because then, I, I mean, we're too far in. I'm, I don't know. I don't want, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, from, I just got to put a time limit on that. I can't have my that expectation, that hope lingering over my head i either gotta know what's happening or not yeah. maybe that could be like what kind of like where your podcast is sent around like what? dogs and guns <laughs> dogs and guns i mean we can, we can come up with some kind of cool name like based around like dogs and guns yeah I, yeah i'm with that because like i said you know i've never been an animal Show person especially not a dog person but yeah. I, lo- I like i love and i i I remember the one time I said something about it. I was like, man, don't bring up your dog after I'm talking about my kids. And I remember like telling Keisha, like, I hope Jesse didn't take offense to that. But yeah. I, I love, like, it's, I think the relationship you got with your dogs is super dope. I tell you that all the time. Like, most people, like, even if their dogs listen, it ain't like, uh, I don't know. Like, you see people that's like, if it's the family dog and it's like a family member, sometimes the dog don't always listen like that. Mm-hmm. You know what dog I'm saying? Gets away with too much. And then other people, I've also seen other people that their dog listens to every command, but it's not like a real, you don't really see a bond. It's almost mm-hmm. like, like, it's different. It's too much of a dog. You got both. Mm-hmm. Like a good combination of both. And I think that's dope. I think yeah. that's dope. Like I've had my dogs in here and never barked. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. Every, we do the podcast here every week. You maybe heard a dog bark once. Mm-hmm. Once. I don't think there's ever been one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember. Because the only time I, got I hear them bark, like a tour. Is, I just remember I was I was, just, was like it's a mad loud right out here. Or, you know I'm saying? I was just or somebody I was, else got their dog out here. I was watching back one of the clips and some sound went off. I remember Je- like Jesse like you looked up and was like, oh. and I saw your face kind of like dang. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a dog bark or not. It was probably my dog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anything else, man? What y'all got? Um, one thing I was saying, man, like. I'm gonna keep coming up with questions, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna try my best to bring like my personal stories here, but we all gotta do that because that's like the stuff that like people want to hear, and that's the stuff that's go honestly that's like the best parts of the podcast to mm-hmm. me. Like when yeah. we laughing and really having a good time, that's when I'm having like I you know what I mean I love talking about this stuff. I talk about this stuff whether we got the microphones and cameras here or not. Yeah. So I could talk about it all day and night, but I have the most fun like when we laugh. Matter of fact. There we go. Before we get up out of here, this being the 50th episode and all of that, we've been homies since, what, 7th oh, grade? yeah. I meant to say that. It's let's been go. almost 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Memories. Let's, let's go it's down memory lane real quick. Years. Let's one of your, uh, one or two of your, each it. Let's all go down the line. One or two of each of our favorite memories. I'm going to always go back to when the first year or whenever I met y'all. Okay. Because I met Steph first. Right. Steph was like that. I'll tell the story how we met. So, Steph and them moved to the city. I don't know. I moved, I think, probably... The beginning of that school year. Mm-hmm. So I was fresh to the city, fresh to the school, straight out of L.A. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, got comfortable with a couple kids, the other little black kid in the class and shit. And then, you know, a couple other kids and then Steph come in and I'm like, this nigga walking around this campus like this nigga top flight. Like, who <laughs> is this nigga, fam? Like, why is this nigga walking around here? Like, but it's just out like yeah, that. Yeah, like, who's this dude, like, with all this confidence walking around this bitch? Like, oh, I gotta see you. I'm from L.A., so what's up? Mm-hmm. Like, you either gonna, we either gonna rock or we gonna be enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the type of nigga I am. Like, nigga, I like to see how far of a, uh, how soft you is. <laughs> nigga, if you gonna get bullied, 
I know, I know. You go, I ain't probably ain't gonna be around you too much. Yeah, I ain't gonna. Yeah. I can't kick it with you because I, I'm, a, I might be in situations where shit might get real, and not be real at the same time. Right, you right. See what I'm saying? Right. You got, but so we meet, we link up, and then I'm like, I like, I forgot what it, what I did to Steph, but he was like on some. I'm gonna give you. Can you like strikes. make fun of his name or something like that? It was something in class. It might have been. I want to say. I, I, well, when, when we first got in class together, you knew a couple people at the table, and you was roasting me. That's yeah. And I was like, "Hey, bro, that's strike one. That's strike one." And I was, I looked at everybody. <laughs> I was like, "And you know, Steph, and you know, uh, Steph being the older brother, he used to do that. Like with me and Derek, he'd be like, I Mike, like that's strike one, bro.' Whether he was like talking about, I'm gonna have to beat you up, or I'm gonna kick you out my room, or whatever. That was his little thing. Like, all right, bro, that's strike one. Two more of them, and." It's going to be a different conversation up in here. And so now he outside of the house doing it to somebody that don't know him. And Jesse looked at him like, bro, get up out of here with your strikes, nigga. Yeah, bro, I had the nerve say that strike two. If I you lost your strikes. my mind. I said, who is We this? was outside of class after that. That's strike two. We, yeah, we was outside. And I was like, hey, bro, now that's strike two. <laughs> and like every time I turned the corner, I was like, I'm going to fuck with this dude. <laughs> and then so that year had went by. So after... I honestly don't remember. Like we, ne- you never even got to the strike three to see what would happen. I don't remember. Time had went bad, and I knew the next school year, Stefan was in my classes again. Like we had eight classes. Four were split with Stefan, and the other four were split with you, mm-hmm. Mike. So I was like, "Damn, this nigga got the same last name. These niggas brothers. These th- there's two of these niggas up on campus." So I'm like, so now I'm giving you a hard time, and, I, and that's when you went and told the story, like, hey, man, this nigga up in my classes, too. Now, I wasn't even like that. Me and you, I don't even remember. Maybe, but no, I Steph had came back. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't even remember me and you ever, like, bucking. I remember just, like, not really messing with you just based on what happened the year before. Mm-hmm. And I remember because Steph was like, like, bro, we're going to have to jump this nigga. Like, this nigga pissing me off. And I had to, I don't remember ever seeing you, but he would, like, mention, like, how, like, how big is this nigga? Like, why yeah. we got to jump? I'm like, what you, like, I'm with it. I'm with it. But, like, why we got to jump? I'm like, why you, I remember, I remember like, asking, like, I remember asking, like, why you can't beat him up yourself? He's like, nah, I just want to hurt this nigga. Like, he just won't stop talking. I'm like, why? And then so, like, it never really, I remember he pointed you out, like, one time or another, like, one, I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's, the, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, we jump him. That's, 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 that's not going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm shipping on that. And so the whole year go by, of course, it never happens. And then the next year, really, I remember it really like happened over back. Because like, in middle school, basketball is like one of the first seasons. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in high school, it's football. It's football season and then basketball season. But in, in our middle school, anyway, basketball season was pretty early in the year. Mm-hmm. And it bled into the high school basketball season. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, so it was early in the year and you came out for tryouts. And I remember, like, because y'all had a couple classes and y'all had already, like, had, even though it didn't start out right, y'all had, like, a little bit of, like, familiarity. So when you came out to basketball, I remember y'all, like, walking out, being cool and kicking. I remember looking at Steph, like, man, I thought you said we was going to beat this thing up. Like, what, what you kick, what, like, what you hanging out with him for now? And he this was like, nah, this nigga, this, this nigga cool, man. Like, this nigga cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I remember in seventh grade, too, that's when y'all hit me with the like, hey, you not gonna join the team? And he I was, was like, like, I, I play, play for the city. city. <laughs> I was like, what? Y'all play for the middle. Y'all play for, y'all play for, y'all play for Grant. I play for the school, I'm nigga. Playing. I play for the city. And I was like, NJB. What the city team look like? Y'all would have thrived on that city team though. Because I remember after after we started meeting, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that those squad, those that NJB league was that might have changed a whole bunch of shit. Man, for real, that might change. Put y'all on the map for real. I finally got one. Maybe you can keep marinating on yours. I thought I finally thought of one of the memories I want to tell. The hometown, the hometown uh, buffet situation when Jesse uh, <laughs> when Jesse snorted the sweet and low. 
<laughs> Do you remember that? Oh man, that might have been one of your first or like one of the first handful of times like you came out to eat with us. Yeah. And I don't know I what we was on, but like you would think like you would think we had a few drinks or you'd have thought we was we, on something because we, we was just in, the food in there having a ball, fam. Like before we go in there, every and every drunk, anytime man. we went to a, and anytime we went to a buffet, it was like, all right, who we gonna have a contest? Who can who have the most plates? The most, yeah. Who gonna have the most dessert? Like it's gonna be a whole contest, man. But after we got done eating. And we just in there kicking it. Zena in there. I don't think Tyne and Stefan were there, but Zena was there. Mom and this, pops on the other side. Yeah, on the, the other side. So, like, they in, like, not on a booth, but they're sitting at, like, a table. Like, of course, my mom and dad sitting across from each other. Zena, I think, sitting next to my mom. And we in a booth, like, r- like directly across from them. Just having a blast, laughing at everything. So much to the point where, like, the people sitting across from us was, like, looking at us and kind of looking at my parents. Like, yo, shut these kids up, man. They ain't here mm-hmm. being too loud. <laughs> this dude, Jesse, man, opened the sweet and low. Put it on the table like it was some yab me. <laughs> Cut the sh- nah. I don't even think you did the straw. This dude put his nose to the table and stored it that sweet low, and oh bro, it just goodness. instantly started. Bro, this dude said, ah, start hitting his nose. <laughs> oh man, we was on the floor laughing, bro. And that was when the people finally tapped Bob and Dad. Was like, bro, you don't see this? Like <laughs> now they tripping. Shut them up. Like they interrupted our meal over here. Oh <laughs> man, that was hilarious. Too much fun. I'll never forget that. <laughs> bro. I was like, this dude Jesse is a wild boy. This dude said he was spitting sugar for like for a week. week. Damn, that, like, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what memory. I know, I know what, what she was about to say. Yeah. Another good catch. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Cameras is wrong. <laughs> I know exactly what she was about to say. Another good catch. I know. No what, wonder that boy played receiver. Yeah. I know, I, mean? I, know what, I know what memory I want to bring. This is right. This is right. I don't want to. I think this is right after we got cool. So it was the second year of middle school. Um, It was eighth grade. Mm hmm. And then we was always walking to school. And this is when we started walking to your house. And then we would walk to school, the three of us. Oh, in the mornings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember... <laughs> I remember being so in love with Brandy. Yeah, I was like, Jesse. Bro. <laughs> it's like, that's my older sister, bro. I was like, bro. <laughs> like, I couldn't wait to get to your house every morning. I know. <laughs> and I thought that was so awkward. I was like, is he only being friends? Like, am I... <laughs> But yeah, I, not at all. Because at first we were cool, and I didn't even know yeah, you had a sister. I know until you can't pick me up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until we came morning. to your house, and she answered the door. I was like, and because of that, and because of like, I, like, I remember the first sis- time sisters. Okay, like, I remember the first time. I remember the first time you like found out or like caught wind, or he said, or however, wow, or however you found out I was way louder than it actually yeah. was. That was just my ring hitting the table. Um, I remember when you actually like found out, like you didn't like. Of course, you didn't really care because it's not like a big deal. It's like your older sister, the homie got a crush on your older sister, big deal. But I remember like your face was like, like that's weird. It made me feel weird ever telling you that I always thought Patrice was super pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, bro, he had already said it about. But I remember when I first saw Patrice, I was like, whoa. My, my sisters are really beautiful. Yeah, one hundred percent. My Alicia too. Your mom, everybody. I, I've always said that, man. Y'all, y'all got a really, really good looking family. Really good looking family. Yeah. I just so much so that I remember when uh, when your dad first came around, he was he was going through whatever he was going through, or your mom was like, "Yo, he used to look like Jesse. He didn't always look like <laughs> yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. My dad was funny. We talking about when he took us to David Buster's for yeah, my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga was he, that was he reverted a, that back was, to the thug life. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that was a classic ass Bruh, guy too. Pigtails like hair. <laughs> I was like, "You a pimp? You better go late. Sit down somewhere. It's not the nigga I know." <laughs> Yeah, I remember being like, bro, no disrespect, but how much older is your sister, bro? Like, yeah, but, 
Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Lane, yeah, okay. <laughs> nah, I mean, I Brandon the one who has something to say to you. <laughs> That's childish. Yeah. You better clean it up. That's why I was a kid, man. I'm married now, man. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even look right, <laughs> man. Man. So many stories, man. It don't even look right in here. He, uh, Go I've get the red dude. It. We're the red dude. Man, I've already thought about it. If I ever get into a brand, I'm going to just bring that up and try to chill the situation out. Should we tell that story, the red dude story, and then get up out of here? I'm down. If we, if we gonna do it, we gonna have to do it the uh, the TJ version. Dumb that's nigga, not the same nigga. story. Oh, uh, we gotta tie that in all that whole. That's the same nigga I'm though. Down for that, where we at? Oh, we almost had two hours. Uh, we might say that for next time. Yeah, let's say let's say the red dude story for next. <laughs> week. The red dude. Yeah. Say the red dude. That was a melee situation. That was super melee. Yeah, man. Family Room Podcast, episode 50. 50. You know what I'm saying? We took a trip down memory lane. You know what I'm saying? Talked about some good stuff like we always do. Like I said, man, we appreciate everybody who uh, who listens, who watches videos, who watches the clips on Instagram. Like I said before, however you consume the podcast, we greatly appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. It's uh, Family Room Podcast, episode 50. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. It's Jesse Williams. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We out.